What up, y'all? Welcome to Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. This is a podcast where myself, Shan, from She Gets a Podcast, collabs with Greg from Young Black and Bothered, and we go ahead and we give you a great show. This episode, we're doing 30 for 30. Greg has a topic for 30 minutes. I have a topic for 30 minutes, and we get in it. All right? So enjoy and just hop right in. I got one good nostril. Oh, no. I saw <laughs> What happened? I was like, what was she doing last night? She got one nostril. <laughs> the damn thing. I was struggling last night. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's just the season. The summer. It's the fact that children don't listen and they're disgusting. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Um, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. <laughs> go directly into shit. Yeah. Well, welcome to Loudmouth Stereo. I'm Shan with One Nostril from She Gets a Podcast. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered. I sound congested, and sometimes when I sneeze, I pee on myself. But we're going to do the show anyway, okay? Uh, this is another 30 for 30. Greg is going to do 30 minutes of uh, his topic, and I'm going to do 30 minutes of my topic after we shoot the shit. Welcome. Yes, indeed. Hopefully, y'all doing well. Y'all having a good Labor Day weekend. Um, this one's weird, actually. I mean, mine uh, weekend has been interesting to start. Um, we did the whole family thing today. Would you say? I said already. Yeah. Um, because I'm used to going out and you know going to barbecues, cookouts, and shit like that. We just uh-huh. in the house. Um, we also did not hit the pool up so far, and I don't think we will, um, because unfortunately this week the baby decided that she was going to get sick. And let me explain to you what happened. So uh, last week, last Wednesday and Wednesday and Friday, I stayed home because you know she was like sneezing stuff a lot. So I was like, let me just make sure she's good. This week, not last Friday, uh, the week before. So then this week I'm at home, and for some unknown reason, I've told you this before. Whenever I'm home, that's when she decides to be sick. So Monday, I guess she's like seemingly fine or whatever. But, you know, wife comes home early because baby's sick. No problem. Tuesday, Skylar is sick again. Runny nose. It's clear and everything. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll I'll stay with her during the day. Staying with a two-year-old who's not only going through the terrible twos, but also just doesn't want to sit still is the worst. Um, And more importantly, my daycare, and I, I keep saying this when it comes to just this particular daycare, I don't know how other people's daycares are, but when your kid is sick, you still got to pay them even when you keep them home. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that because I'm like... Let me tell you something. It don't get no better when they go to school because Ari been out a day already and mm-hmm. Anya been out a day and every time... And, the, and it was suggested that they both be out because of their coughing or sneezing. Mm-hmm. And my thing is like, okay, cool. I keep them for a day and then I send them back. Yep. They're going to yep. call me and be like, this is such and such school. Such and such was out of school today. Duh! Yeah, like the other ones who told me, hello. 
but I just all I know is she stayed home Tuesday and for some unknown reason, now that I'm a parent, I understand why my parents were so upset at shit that I would do. I would be sick until it's time to be at home. And then I'm completely fucking fine. This little girl, <laughs> money nose and everything. Only time her nose was running was when she would wake up in the morning, right? So then she's just, you know, 50 miles an hour the entire day. To the point where she wanted to take a 30-minute nap during the day so I couldn't get work done and stuff. So what I had to do is I had to wake up early. So if I knew she was going to wake up at, like, usually she wakes up between 7, 7.30. What we were doing is we would keep her up till 8, 39 o'clock. That way we knew for a fact she would do the whole 12 hours of sleep and shit, right? And 12 hours of sleep meaning that I would have to wake up now at 7, get all the work done I could get done before 9.30, and then, you know, pretty much be a parent all day. Then Wednesday, she stayed home again. And then Thursday, she stayed home to the point where I'm telling Justin, I said, look, you realize we're paying for her to be at daycare, and she's completely fine at home. She'll be completely fine at daycare. And Justin's like, no, but if they call me and tell me, I was like, I don't care. At that point, just don't answer the phone. She's already there at that point. Her ass got to stay. So Friday, she goes to daycare, completely fine, right? Mm-hmm. So that that was issue number one with me with the, the kid and the daycare shit. So it's that. Um, also, first of the month, mortgage, uh, shit like that. Again, um, luckily, nothing's happened, knock on wood. I just have gotten to the point where now that I pay a mortgage, everybody want to go out. I don't know what it is. Everybody want to go out. My boy was like, Greg, let's go paintball, and then let's go to the gun range. And all I keep thinking about is the tally of how much shit I would have to pay. Just last week, I was telling you, like, I hate outside because it's expensive. Nothing's changed in a week. And it seems like, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, Shane, but people know when you just got paid because they want to do shit. Now, they probably and got paid. You oh, your, when you see your email flooded with like 100 emails before you get up, that's how they know that you got Yep. Oh, trust me. Every Amazon deal, like fat kids. I was like, no, I'm tur- I turned off all my alerts on my phone. Um, effective Monday, um, I will have no lock screen notifications. I'm taking a detox. Because I was starting to like look at my activity and my settings on my iPhone for how many times I unlock my phone. That shit's ridiculous. Nobody should unlock their phone 144 times in one day. Nobody. And what I'll do is sometimes I'll just like unlock the phone, look at a notification, and lock that shit again. So that might not count, but to me, 144 times is a lot. So there's that. But finally for me, because nothing else really happened, uh, my boss came back on Thursday, which is a good thing. And, you know, he has to go through the performance reviews and stuff like that in October in order for us to effectively do whatever we're doing in November with the raises and the bonuses and stuff. Very happy about that. But um, I found out the term, I think it's called, is it like quiet quitting? I think that's what it's called. Uh, silent yeah. quitting, quiet quitting or something like that. Right. Um, oh, go ahead. No, I said quiet quitting is what it's called. Yeah. Like, I... I never heard of it. I just thought it was people who just honestly just did the job that they were required to do. And now, like, I follow this one thing. It's like regenerate something on Twitter. And they post, like, really good jobs, like remote jobs and stuff like that. But then they also are very critical about the actual, like, job descriptions. And I've learned that five years ago when I applied for a job, it's day and night from what the fuck it is now. Um, there was a job that I looked at 
and I was interested in until that like thing like posted another tweet about the actual description. So the description says something to the effect of it was like an entry level role, but it required four years of experience and like a certification and shit. To me, I'm like, that's not a role that anybody should take. Even if like for me, I'm switching careers, I'm going from law to any fucking thing else. Why do you have for an entry level job you need four years of experience and you need a certification and you need, you know, all these other like criteria, including a flexible schedule, which is one thing that they said, um, tight deadlines. I was like, oh, this, this don't sound good. Nothing about this job sounded like it was something I was interested in. But I said, you know what? Let me apply anyway. You never know. Chad, when you apply for a job now in 2022, I don't know what the fuck happened, but what they do is now they start to with like putting in your resume. Like you upload the resume, it's supposed to auto populate oh, shit. Started, man. It, I hate it. Yo, it never <laughs> fucking does it. I, I'm like, oh, I know for a fact that my, you know, my like thing is like lines, letters, and numbers. Where in the fuck were y'all getting these blank ass squares and circles and shit? Where the fuck was that on my? Re- None of that's there. And then after it auto populates, you know what these motherfuckers do? When you click next, they ask you to manually copy and paste the. I'm like, what? Yep. What did I just do? And then after you do that, they go and give you a questionnaire about tell us why you know a time where you've done this. And I'm like, isn't this what the interview's supposed to be for? Because y'all aren't reading this shit. But what I used to do is I would write like one or two lines. These motherfuckers are treating like tweets. Like you have to have 260 characters or more. I'm like, what the? No, this is this is not a college essay. I'm trying to apply for a job. I get it. But it's like, what's going to happen? You're going to call me in for the first interview. Cool. You're going to look at my resume as if you've never seen this shit before because you probably looked at 40 other resumes that day and you probably forgot. I understand that. However, if you schedule your resume, uh, your interviews back to, you know, back to back and back to back, whatever, why not, before you go into the interview room to interview that person, look at the resume. Just, just when you get it off the printer, because most of these people do this, they go print the shit off and they go right into the, you know, the room and they're hoping to be impressed by hearing the same you know fucking thing I, they've heard 15 you know what I hate? What up? What up? What up, Stone? When, um, when you sent them the resume in the email, you bring a resume because that's the professional thing to do. And then yes. they say, they come in there and they greet you and they say, um, did you send us a resume? Bitch, did you not know I was coming? Yes. It's almost like they're quizzing you to see how stupid they are. It's like, but <laughs> y'all asked for the resume. Y'all asked for, like, references and shit like that. Like, my res- uh, my reference list, honestly, was like two pages long because I know a lot of the people in D.C. So I'm like, all right, one of these motherfuckers got hit, right? And I know they, when they, from what I was told, the more references you put, the less chances they are actually want to call these motherfuckers. Because they're like, oh, they know too many people, so fuck it. But versus if you go and give like three or four references like they want, they will call all four of the motherfuckers. So, yeah, I'm three. I ain't four. Oh, yeah. Oh, but here's here's another thing. Um, when it comes to these like applying for jobs and shit like that, um, I'm, I want to talk to the employees themselves. I am not structuring my cover letter for each individual company. Man, I hate introduce myself. No, I can't do it, Chan. Like at 35, I'm not going to introduce myself on my resume that you're not going to read. 
then introduce myself with a cover letter that you're not going to read. And then when I get to the interview, you don't know who the fuck I am. And you're saying, oh, well, we just read over your resume in the back and, you know, tell us something about yourself. What the fuck was the cover letter for? Everything what was like, like I feel like in the interview, that's the time for you to tell me about mm-hmm. the job, the role, and why you call me in based upon what you saw on my resume or my LinkedIn to do the mm-hmm. professional into detail. This ain't no meet and greet. Yeah, at all. Like, I don't think they realize for, like, us guys, like, hard bottoms and shit, I have not worn hard bottoms in over five years. Like, my dress code has been, I can, like, today, I wore fucking a t-shirt and some shorts. I wear that shit to work. I'm familiar in the fall and the winter, joggers and hoodies. That's it. That's what I've gotten used to with this job. So now that I have remote work, I'm like, hey, like, you know, I kind of have like the best of both worlds and my job knows this. But when it comes to the next job, I'm like, yo, like, what can y'all give me at this point? Because the answers to all their questions are going to be so fucking abrupt that I, I just don't know how to deal with it. Like, if they say, why do you need a job? I'm like, oh, because my current job is fine. I can still stay there or you can pay me what I want. Now, that's not me disrespecting my current job, but it's also saying, you know what? I want a little bit more. Um, if they add, like, for me, didn't graduate college. So they're like, oh, well, when are you going back to school? Never. Unless y'all pay me. Like, the job that, the last two jobs I've had, so I've worked at three firms. The first firm, they pulled out all the bells and whistles, 36 days of PTO. They did medical, uh, medical, they did health, they did all, all the shit, right? But then these last two firms, and I worked with both firms roughly about five years apiece, right? So mind you, 15 years in law. Didn't need the fucking law degree. I know probably more shit than people should actually know about law without the fucking degree, right? So when I go into these jobs, like these interviews and stuff, and they're asking for, you know, entry level or intermediate or something like that, mid-level type of jobs, and they're like, hey, you need five to seven years experience, you get a bachelor's degree, you need this, but then they're starting people at like, Fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. To my question is, how do you tell somebody who probably has a hundred and sixty, hundred seventy, hundred eighty thousand dollars in loans that you're going to pay them fifty thousand to fifty-five thousand a year pre-tax? That's thirty-eight thousand seven hundred dollars in D.C. and Maryland. That's literally what the taxes are. So you pretty much can't afford to pay your student loans with that money. So when right. I go into interviews now, or when I talk to them, I'm like, oh, like. And they, they've asked this before, and I've had to be brutally honest with them. I was like, I can't have both the education and the experience y'all want on that resume. Now, somebody would say, well, Greg, you should get 35, blah, 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 blah. Then I say to them, I'm like, you know what? There are people right now that are fresh out of college that are getting paid fucking $27,000, $28,000 a year because they don't have the experience. Because these companies want both. They want experience and they want education. So unless you're going to go to school part-time and work these motherfuckers as an intern or get, you know, the twenty dollars to $30,000 a year that they're going to give you, you are fucked. I would, you know, I went to school. Grandmother had uterine cancer. I know this is a little bit TMI. You know, she's still alive. She's fine. But basically came home from West, I went to West Virginia University. So went there for a while, decided it wasn't for me, came home. When I came home, I was like, you know what, I'll just, you know, I'll sign up. I'll go to Maryland or whatever. It's nearby. And then I thought, I was like, yo, I'm spending all this fucking money to go to school for these jobs that all I got to do is apply. Now, mind you, obviously, this is like 2006, 2007, right? Completely different time and era. Now, Shane, we are at the point where people aren't looking for jobs anymore. People are going to actually get money 
the, the actual way. And I'm not talking about drug dealing and shit like that. Like, I was watching a TikTok and this girl was like, oh, you know, she made, I think she said she made like $60,000 each month. Like, how the fuck, how? How the $60,000 just off SEO, Fiverr, and honestly just doing a whole bunch of shit on TikTok and social media. Honestly, yeah. I, I saw this other girl TikTok, and she was talking about how she made six figures last year just on like sponsorships. Yeah. Black China looked like Michael Jackson, and she's making twenty million dollars. <laughs> with no, 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 with no bank account. She said she ain't got no, no bank account. With no it, bank account. Where are you it's keeping this money? Liquid. It's all liquid, which is crazy because these companies. Like, I get it. Like, they have to make sure that they pick the right people. But the issue is, if you pick the right people, they will still be working. So either you didn't pick the right person or that person realized their value. Yeah. The best thing that happened for a lot of people was the fucking pandemic, including myself. Because now I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I'm comfortable with my job. I'm happy with my job. I can do my job. But that, that quality of life can be improved. And then with the inflation and shit, I'm like, bro, like, I went to Chipotle, what was it, um, last week? I was like, y'all, like, a bowl is fucking 12, it was like 12.50 now? I was like, they used to be $6. Mm. Like, I'm not talking about 20, 30 years ago. I'm talking about, like, five. Five years ago, you could go into a Chipotle and get a bowl, like, an actual, like, steak bowl for, like, seven seventy five, and you could get a, like, chicken bowl for, like, $6. That shit has doubled in price. I don't even, I don't even know if McDonald's has a dollar menu anymore. I don't even see people go to drive through anymore. I drove past an Arby's, saw nobody there. I swear that Arby's and mattress discounters are, you know, both, not, uh, not mattress discounters, mattress firm. They're both like drug fronts because <laughs> there's no fucking way anybody works in either one of those. So for me, I just feel like now I've gotten comfortable to the point where the only thing I need to do is start lying on my resume. When I say lie, I'm not saying like do something completely fabricated, but honestly, so many instead of lie on the resume. And then they get the job, and then that's when they teach themselves the job. Yes. But here's the thing. Like, I I want a company because, you know, whenever I've actually applied for jobs and stuff like that and went on these interviews, I was usually either, like, between the job or, you know, I'm looking for the job and I'm frustrated about it because something was supposed to happen, right? So the last firm, we got downsized. Like, they completely cut whole departments and they decided to outsource. So I'm going on interviews, like, desperate for these jobs instead of going and saying, you know what, like, I saw the like the writing on the wall. Let me go to uh, to the interviews or whatever, right? So now I'm looking at I'm like, yo, like I want to go into an interview and be like brutally fucking honest with them. Like, yo, like, well, you know, when are you planning on going back to school? Never. I got to fuck the kid, and the college tuition for her I got to pay for. That y'all gotta have hopefully finance, honestly. So there's that. Um, another question that they usually ask is, you know, what's your what's your five year plan or how long do you plan on working at this firm until y'all start fucking up? Until you know, <laughs> until yeah, until the vision is not the same. Like my firm now, they're going through, and you know, I gotta be like real discreet in the things that I say. But everything is fucking like budget cuts now, mind you. We're talking budget cut, budget cut, budget cut. But then I'm seeing y'all are hiring five, ten different people, and I'm like, wait, it's not even out. Like we were supposed to have a happy hour just to like have camaraderie with like the teams and stuff like that. They said, oh no, it's not in the budget. If the happy hour ain't in the budget, what the fuck else ain't? So for me, I'm like, I, I have to start looking because, you know, once you start seeing that, that's like red flags, red flag, red flag. Like, 
even I know like Stones in here, like I was listening to Forget That Yo, this was like a few months ago when he went from like one job to the other job that he has now. And he was like, I could tell like his morale for that job kind of like was like decreasing because he would tell the stories and it went from him being like happy about the job to him just be like, yo, like, why the fuck am I still here? Or you know, like people he was working with, they were going and they were just like leaving. And the next thing you know, like he's doing their job. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not here for that. And y'all ain't paying me for that. So now I'm in the position like he is where I'm like, you know what? Like, how can I benefit from something new? Now, I'll honestly say I'm a little bit scared to try something new because you never would, you know, you never know what new could be. New could be, you know, bad coworkers, bad work environment, stuff like that. So you, it's kind of like you have to like play the cards when it comes to you. But at this point, I, I'd rather do it if the salary is right. So that's pretty much what's been happening up with me. But what's up with you? Um, a cold. Um, September's here. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I want some cold weather. I'm tired of this heat. Hey, uh, what else? Ain't shit really going on, just trying to uh, do OT. Uh, I got that contract with that company to do mm-hmm. video episodes that be coming up on that yes. platform. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. After I get the details, then I'll know what I'll be doing. But it'll probably be like four episodes um, a month that I do with them. So that should be interesting. Um, hopefully that lands me some more endorsements mm-hmm. because I'm just at a point where I've been looking for work from like June that's like consistent. And I feel like these jobs are saying they're looking for workers, mm-hmm. but they're still chilling off of that PP loan that they got from the government and tax breaks. So it's kind of like let's look, let's let's act like we're looking for employees, but we're not hiring nobody because there's no way that you can see the role that I'm playing now mm-hmm. at my job and the details, and I'm applying for a different company, basically doing the same shit, but not mm-hmm. under this company. Mm-hmm. And you send me an email back saying, um, "Thank you for." Uh, your time and uh, with great consideration we went with a uh, more suitable candidate. Bitch, it's the same job. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, what the heck? Well, at least you're getting that though, Shan, because there's been jobs where I got that same email like Uh six months later. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck did I apply for? Like, (laughs) I literally forgot what I applied for. Um, To this day, I'm still getting emails from USA Jobs about like government jobs I applied to in like 2014. They are the like, slowest people to get back to you about anything. Same thing with airlines. I'm sitting there, Chad, I was like, like, I applied for this fucking GS8 position like in 2014. You know what happened in 2014? Not a lot. Like, I was not married then. Like, honestly, I was probably, like, I was with Jess, but I was still out here trying to figure out who the fuck I was in 2014. I didn't even have a lot of facial hair. I think I just had the fucking gold T rock in 2014. So you're trying to tell me in the span of that many years that y'all finally decided, you know what, let's let's go ahead and clear our spam mail and just like bulk email everybody else that we didn't hire, right? So what I did was 
I looked up that job again. Chad, the fucking job still says open on USA jobs. And so that happened to my friend too. And he was like, they told me that they picked somebody else for the position and now the same position is back open. These people yeah. is bullshitting. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, y'all can bullshit. I'm gonna find some some other way to make money. Yeah, but my thing is what they do is and I know for my firm, what they do is they hire people like college kids who are already overqualified because they've had the degrees and they already went to like this prestigious school and they don't really need this job. It's just a job for their resume. It's like, think about saying like, oh, you worked at fucking like Apple, like Apple corporate or Google or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Putting that shit on your resume looks huge when you're applying to work at like Macy's. You're like, oh, this motherfucker worked at Google? That, yeah, like bring them on, right? And then there's and another, another thing too. Mm-hmm. I feel like when jobs see that you do work for yourself for mm-hmm. your resume, they'd be like, "Oh hell no, not her. We need yeah. we need somebody with no life. We need somebody with no goals, um, nothing that she wants to do, but come to this job and and slay for us. That's what we need. She's not gonna be. And I feel like. My, this is this is another thing, and I'm going to talk about this today when I talk about transparency. But these these jobs with these stupid ass assessments, nigga, you don't want me to answer real. You want me you to sit aside, question the questions, so you could fake figure out who you about to hire. My thing is like, if I have to decide between doing my work and if the team member is not holding up their end do you stay after hours and do their work the realistic answer is hell the fuck no but the, i no, feel I like they it. want you to answer yes i'm going to stay and help the team finish the work that is their work that they didn't do all that fucking day that's not yeah. real and you know realistically that's not who you're going to hire but it's like they Thanks. want like these cookie cutter answers for shit and my thing is exactly. transparency is my truthful resume. Yes, yep. I've had all these years in this. Yes, I've had all these accomplishments. Yes, this is my goal. And yes, I've been working for myself since 2012 on top of yep. doing this job. And if that makes you feel insecure about if I'm going to want to be there or not, maybe your company is not really up to par of what I need to be doing. Exactly. But that's the thing. Every company hits you with the bullshit of, like, oh, well, we want you to move up the corporate ladder and, you know, make yourself a brand. No, you don't, like, because a lot of these companies be hiring out and in and not in and up. Yep. Oh, trust me. My boys and stuff, they be like, oh, great, we got a job that came up. And then I go and look at their job site. And I'm like, oh, that, that shit ain't up. Like, um, shout out to Risha. So Risha works for Twitter, right? So she was trying to get me into this role with Twitter. What was that, like 2021? Yeah, I think it was like last year. So she said, Greg, you know, we got this, you know, job thing, blah, 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 blah. And then the whole Elon Musk thing happened. I had a fucking hiring freeze, right? So I got to reach back out to her because when I looked at the job thing for the same job that's honestly been open for the past year, they're asking for like media kits now, like for people who are just applying for jobs. So what I did was, hired somebody to create my media kit now could i have done it myself absolutely it would have shown off all the talents in the world that i had and stuff. i was like you know what i don't have the time I'm, i know how fucked up that might sound i was like oh if somebody can go and convey the message that i need them to convey and i can pay them to do it the same way i would for a resume do that shit. 
I got a professional person who did media kits. I was like, yo, please help me out. I will structure whatever you need to do. I'll say whatever I need to say in order to make this shit complete. And they were like, do you want to be half page, full page, or like up to three pages? I was like, I don't need three pages. Just like a resume, I don't need a three-page media kit. Keep that shit short and brief. If they care, if they want me out here, then guess what? They can contact me. So she's been working on that. But when it came to the Twitter thing, what really pissed me off was the fact that it's like, they post on Twitter, like, oh, we have all these jobs that are remote. But honestly, a lot of companies have been doing that all through the pandemic and even to this year. Oh, we got these remote jobs and blah, 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 blah. But now y'all trying to get you know people to go back in. People ain't going back in. I'm sorry. It's not right. happening. I'm not, I, what, if you say hybrid in that shit, fuck you. Mm-mm. I'm not trying yeah. to go in. I got so much shit done at home. Shit, do you know how comfortable I am when I know for a fact that I can wake up in the morning, even earlier? Because here's the thing. When I'm at home, I want to work early. And the reason why I want to work early is because I have shit to do in the afternoon. I can also go to a dentist appointment, a doctor's appointment at fucking one o'clock. And then, like, you know what? Luckily, I don't have to worry about anything else because guess what? Did all the meetings this morning. All that shit's done. All the casework is done. Whatever I had to do is done by then. So now I have the day to myself. Shan, I was here last week and the guy who cuts our grass, he and I just sat outside and talked for 20 minutes. About absolutely fucking nothing. I was like, you know what? I appreciate my job for letting me do this shit. Not all jobs can do that. So like you said, when you see hybrid shit, I want no parts. I want no fucking parts of hybrid work. Now, somebody like my wife and like other people I've talked to, I'm like, man, being at home is boring. I'm like, no, you motherfuckers is boring. Sorry. <laughs> like, no disrespect. No disrespect. But for somebody who, I don't want to say I have a life because I really don't, but it's like working from home for me, it's comfortable because it's cost effective. That, like, that's the only top reason for me to do that. Like, my fridge is full, Shan. I opened my fridge yesterday. And I had to rearrange the shit for the first time ever because I have groceries and shit. I'm not just going, you know, driving into the office, eating whatever's nearby. I'm like, no, I got, oh, I have two fridge, uh, two fridges, uh, refrigerators, Shane, sorry. So I have the one that's in the garage, I have a deep freezer in the garage, and then I have the LG fridge that's up in the kitchen, right? All three of the motherfuckers are fully, you would think I have a, like, underground bunker with all the shit that's in there. I'm talking vegetables. Like onion shallots and uh, green, anything I could freeze is either frozen or it's in the fucking fridge. I went and I bought uh, what was it, like the popcorners and gold. I got more fucking goldfish than I could ever eat. I went <laughs> to the grocery store and found uh, like I don't know what I was doing. I was just like binge buying shit in the grocery store. I'm just walking down the aisle just grabbing shit. I found wrap snacks. I was like, you know what? I ain't never Cardi B got some wrap snacks. I threw the motherfuckers in the cart so fast. Best fucking chip I've had in a very long time. Very long time. But that's shit I wouldn't be able to do if I worked, you know, in the office all the time. So when I do, like, right now I'm in the hybrid situation, but for me it's really flexible. So if I say, you know what, Skylar's sick, then they'll let me stay home. No big deal. But for people who had that hybrid shit where it's like, why don't you come in one or two days a week? What the fuck for? So at first, like, you know, we want you to come in four times a month, right? That was like Mm -hmm. early... And it's like four times a month for what? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, there's some weeks where I'm just like, no, I'm not coming in this week. Mm-hmm. And then there's some weeks where I'm like, I want to get out the house and put on like real clothes. Mm-hmm. And that's one day where I do that. But now my supervisor was like, 
give me um since June, what were the days that you went in the office? I said, I don't have that information for you because the expectation wasn't when you go in the office, let me know. Why would I track that, right? And my thing is like, if you're questioning me about it, there's somebody above you questioning you about when was your team in the office? And they know when I wasn't in the office because they're telling you, hey, your team hasn't been in the office. How about you tell me what days I wasn't in the office? Like I don't I hate that that uh micromanaging bullshit. Yep. How about you worry about the fact that I was scheduled from nine AM to six and I never clocked in? What day was that? Because I clock in every day. I do what the work I'm supposed to do. But you have these jobs out here that are saying, Yes, all, all these jobs are hiring. Okay, that's not the problem. The problem is all these jobs are hiring and they're just like it's going to be a call center environment. Okay, cool. Remote. Yep. Okay. 13 an hour. Who the fuck is living off of that? Nobody. Fuck. Right? I'm just like, y'all are, y'all are playing with people, right? And then if it's not 13 an hour, they say you need to be available from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday, <laughs> Sunday. Bitch, you're looking for a slave. You're looking for Hello. a Britney Spears. I am not her, okay? You will not have me every day of the week with that type of availability waiting for you to put me on a schedule. Like, I'm not in I'm not in middle school. I'm not in high school. I'm not in college. Like, the audacity of what these jobs be asking you for and giving? No. Remember when it used to be cool when a job used to say, hey, we want to give you a company phone? No, I don't want... If the fucking job says they're giving you a corporate if, phone... That, that, if they're nope. giving out cars, they're giving out company cars now. And, 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 cool and, and your, 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 uh, your coverage has to be 100K, 300K, 100K. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. I'm Absolutely good. not. But... same thing in podcasting there's a lot of podcasters that will hit me up Mm -hmm. and want to do a show and I really feel like some podcasters just hit me up and want to do a show because of how I promote and market the show with like free marketing for them free numbers for them a newer audience for them but at the same time one they don't show up two they don't you know, check in to make sure the date and the time is still good. And then the day of or the day after, oh, my bad, I forgot. Okay, cool. You'll never be able to hit me up for another show. Again, I'm good. Ain't no hard feelings, but I'm not going to put them on blast and be like, hey, such and such schedule a show with me, don't work with them. Nah, work with Mm -hmm. them. But if if a person I know work with them and be like, hey, I worked with this person and it was like shitty. Da, 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 da. That is mm-hmm. now my space to add in my two cents of my experience. But I'm not going to shit yeah. on anybody's experience, even though they're shitty with anybody else. I'm going to let you 
have your own experience with other people and if other people come to me and be like yeah that shit was kind of phony when I work with them yeah when I work when I was going to work with them that shit was phony too okay cool we move on I'm not giving nobody no extra ass light that's why you know earlier I want to say last year there was a lot of like stereo beef on here me and Greg not getting into that for what Think about half the mother, not even half, like 97% of the motherfuckers who's on here ain't on here no more. Right. They're not. All, all, all them ideas that they had, all them good ideas, I don't want to say good ideas, but the, the good promor- like promotions and marketing stuff that they would do, it's like, yo, like, where y'all at now? They, most of them on Clubhouse. There was just one dude who was on here leading the board and everything like that. He on Clubhouse giving out free material. Every fucking day, I'm like, I'm like, and I'll be looking at the rooms, and I'm like, oh, y'all be in these rooms for eight, nine hours. What's so funny about that? Somebody was on TikTok and was saying while promoting um, um, Clubhouse, they were like, if you don't want to do a podcast, but you want to have a room and talk, Clubhouse is a great app. And I'm just like, why would you? have something like a phony podcast on a mm-hmm. program and utilize it to monetize it to do anything. The scheme of podcasting, I have to say, like, I'm meeting people halfway, and even then, like, I'm giving 40% now, I'm not giving 50%, like, even with, like, stereo. Love stereo to death. As long as the app is here, I'm going to use the shit for how we use it, because, trust me, it saves me from spending $15 a month for Zoom. So, Thank y'all, Stereo. But the days of me tagging them and shit on shows, that's been dead. That, that's been dead. And the reason why, I was like, oh, like, I'm giving them free promo for an app that essentially has died. Like, people are trying to, doing like Rift now, because you can do video and stuff from there. So and that was one of the people, remember when, you know, they were doing the contests and stuff, and people were like, oh, this is a new app, Rift, and stuff like that. Rift is, like, up there with Twitch now. And with stereo, their issue is they just haven't deciphered like you know, how to keep people engaged. We use this because it's one of the easiest fucking platforms. And we appreciate what they've done. But I'm also not going to be like, oh, I appreciate you. But just like y'all are using us, like we're going to use you too. I'm not going to keep promoting y'all. I'm not going to keep telling y'all, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Same thing with ad space. Like everything I do now, it's monetary. Everything I do, when you and I talk, in the text messages about the creative fun, I, was, I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Chance, right? But well, fuck it. What, what else do I have to lose? I'm joining the fucking creative fun. If they give me fucking 20 cents, that's 20 cents I ain't got. You know what? I got it now. So I'm not going to do more. I'm just honestly going to continue to do what I've been doing. Same thing with like uh, Google Analytics and stuff. You know how I am, though. Like everything for me when it comes to like content is money. I'm stopping the idea of just giving people shit just to give it to them. And just like your brother, like, yo, he had to kind of like, like, I noticed it and I let it fly. Because I'm sure your brother knew these things. He was not completely aloof to it. He was just more so was like, you know what, I'm going to just see how long he does this until like, I finally have to just say, you know what, I'm on to your shit. And that's how I am now. I'm at that point where like, you know what, yeah, I'm, I'm on to it. Because there's too many people out here making fucking money and we're sitting here, yo, we're making money. We are like, you know, thanks to Red Circle and stuff like that, but there's always more ways to make money. 
stats where I'll say homeboy that, you know, works your brother, like, he's done in the streets. He can't go. If, if I'm your brother, he can't go nowhere. He can't work at fucking Pet Boys. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm calling AS. I'm calling fucking AutoZone. Anybody who would even think to work with him, oh, no, he skims off the top. And don't right. nobody want to work with anybody who, when the money is, you know, funny, it's probably because of that. So I'll land there. Okay. Well, we got a message. I'm going to play it with them. You is totally right on that because guess what? How can I fix something if you don't tell me something about something? What's up, big nigga? Greg, what's happening with you? Um, but at the same time, you are right because how it how can I, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what's what? going on in your head. But then if you shoot yourself in the foot, how am I getting blamed for some you shooting yourself in the foot? First of all, what? I didn't even know you had the gun. Second of all, I didn't even know your foot was there. Third of all, I didn't even know you shot yourself in the foot. How am I going to have to, how am I getting yelled at if you do something that I had no knowledge about, but then somehow that's my fault? You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of, I understand what you're saying. I, I know I 100, I 100% understand what you're saying, really. Even if it ain't in that context, but I do know what you're saying, because I'm just saying I can only talk about what I know. You already know. Keep on talking. Y'all talking that real talk. Let's get it. Let's go. Scar, let's get it. I'm back in the parking lot. <laughs> hey champ, great. You guys have a good day here. Uh, see what you guys are talking about. How to be transparent? Um, if I could put my two cents in on like my journey into transparency, uh, I found that as long as my conscience is clean on a specific topic, on a specific accusation, uh, then I, I can be transparent. Uh, in the Hebrew. Uh, the Bible there, um, when Adam ate the, whatchamacallit, and he was naked, and then he started covering himself, uh, the nakedness, from my understanding, is that transparency. And then when you've done something wrong, you cover yourself, and you're not transparent anymore. You're not naked. Uh, and that is usually, it usually comes about in my life, if I'm projecting that onto my life, when I have, when I feel guilty about something, when I don't want to seem like I did something wrong, um, so there's something to be said there. Like it's in, it's inside of ourselves, you know. Exactly. So like, so like when I'm wrong, like I said earlier, just admit I was wrong. I don't like knowing something that mm-hmm. someone needs to know and not saying it because I feel like that's selfish to use the fact of someone not being knowledgeable of something that you know would change their reasoning for doing something. So like a lot of people say, you know, I didn't lie to you. I just didn't tell you everything that happened on Friday because I knew you would get mad. No, you didn't tell me everything that happened on Friday because you know, if that happened on Friday, I wouldn't do shit on Wednesday doing X, Y, and Z. Because that would have changed the decision. So what I'm what I'm doing now on Wednesday is benefiting you because of the whole truth that you didn't tell me from Friday. And so people do that and it's called manipulation. You can't manipulate people and not be transparent and then turn around and say, but I'm loyal. I'm a loyal friend. I show up. I got your back. No, you got your back. A lot of people publicly show you loyalty, but behind that back, 
they're loyal to you as long as you can see the loyalty. But I need you to that's show me that loyalty, loyalty when I'm away from you. Yes, yeah. that's the best loyalty. What do you do in my absence? Yes, that right there. But a lot of people aren't like, I don't want to say they're not loyal because they could be, I don't want to say deceptive or like deceiving you, but they could be presenting loyalty for what they perceive loyalty to be. And it's like, no, I need you to be loyal to me with or without me being in the room. I need you to, honestly, loyalty doesn't just mean like be honest. Like, no, just be who you are all the way around. Like, even when it comes down to like money shit, like, yo, like, if I leave five dollars on the table, like, yo, just you know what? Just that motherfucker should just be there. D- right. Don't go and lie about it. Don't be like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, that was my five dollars and blah. Like, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, what? You know this shit. And that's why I like I like those TikToks where they fake drop a phone on the floor for money mm-hmm. and they like leave it there and then they see who goes for it and then something happens or a prank or something because. People, people who with no self discipline do obvious. This must be like a prank type shit, but they don't have like the logic to be like, "No, nah, I'm not touching that." But a lot of people are saying, like, at least from what I've seen, it's like they just don't present honestly. Like everybody's giving you they represent, you know, a representative of themselves. It's like, oh, just, just be the honest you. Like, if you could honestly be you, I can guarantee you'd be more honest instead of trying to perpetrate something that we think we're going to like. Friendships, people that you work with in business, like coworkers and stuff like that. Like, if you could be your authentic self, less people would treat you a certain way. Like, when I go into work in the mornings and stuff like that, when I'm in the office, like, they know exactly who the fuck Greg is because Greg isn't like, you know, Gregory from, you know, 9 to 5.30 and then at fucking 5.31 it's like oh it's the biggest shit like no like I just am me across the board Shan is the same way across the board people are like oh well, like that, I know what I'm getting with Greg I know what I get with Shan it's like that's what I want though I, I would never want to present anything else both friend or foe and I think truthfully Shan that's why a lot of people like for you and I like like we can't work with people like everybody's circle ain't for us. Like different people, not you and I have talked about this on previous episodes. Was like, oh, like somebody was like, oh, I can't work with Greg, and then somebody's like, I can't work with Shit. So this is some like weirdo from like Clubhouse and shit. And I was like, like who are you again? Like the reason why. But my I can't thing work is like, if anybody can't work with me or can't work with you, it's probably because they want to slap. Like, mm-hmm. but the 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 thing with both of us is like. Either I'm going to do the write-up for the episode or you're going to do the write-up for the episode. Whether or not you do or I do it, shit going to get done. We going to have a show. If we can't have a show, it's going to be communicated. And in order to have transparency, you have to have good Mm -hmm. communication. A lot of people don't have good communication, so they lack transparency. There's all these loopholes. and I don't know if they mad at me in a relationship or in business and all of this shit and I don't have time for it. Exactly. I just feel like the way you and I met was authentic and it's been authentic ever since. You know for a fact I've done other shows with people and stuff like that and shit didn't pan out and the reason for it who who knows. But it seemed like a lot of people have tried to emulate that little style that we've kind of like created and we try to put people on and either they t- 
took the advice they did. Uh, some people we've worked with, both of us, and we know who they are. Like, oh, you know, we thought that they, you know, wanted the same thing. So you present it like, oh, I want to do a podcast, I want to do this, I want to start a show, and then they just like just didn't take the guidance. Now, I'm not saying we had all the answers. All I'm saying is like when somebody who's done shit is telling you how to do shit, it's like, you know, like kind of like take that, put it in the back of your thoughts. So when you see, like if you're driving down that path and you see the directions that they're giving you coming up, why turn? Why go and try to find another route? Like that, that's actually the, the route that you want to take. We've done, Shan, I counted. We did 11 episodes total about podcasts. When I say total i'm not talking about the parts i'm just saying like actual like episodes like you know the art of podcasting how to podcast what to do as a first podcast and stuff like that it's like you know, we don't you know we don't just say this shit just because we like hearing ourselves talk we say this shit because honestly podcasting's gotten so fucking simple it's got it's so got simple that now every- crazy is more podcasts are gonna pop up because companies are hopping on to the fact that oh we got a show do a podcast for that show. If you watch HBO's show, they got a podcast. Rap shit has a but podcast. But the thing is, like, the the term podcast has gotten so diluted because people think, like, being on stage, like, Clubhouse and shit is podcasting. No. That is a stage app. Then think about it. How many stages, how many concerts have you been to where there's been 54 people with microphones? Not many, right? But that, right. that's what the fuck Clubhouse is for. Clubhouse is for people who have voices that like to overtalk each other. Sometimes I overtalk because honestly, I'm a glutton for punishment. Sometimes I get on Clubhouse and I have to reel myself in. It's like, oh, like this is not how people talk to each other. I right. actually do a podcast where I talk to someone. People be on stage cutting people off at important points. I'm like, oh, you realize that person's talking about like the trauma and shit, but you're inserting your own thought as if like that matters right now. Let them finish that thought. And I've done that a few times. I'm like, you know what? I got to reel myself in because I'm coming off to be like a clubhouse nigga. And I get on there because I have to give myself some balance. Somebody was like, well, just don't get on clubhouse. No, you have to hear the way that other people think in order to apply it for podcasting. Now, Shan doesn't do it. She'll tell you she do not fuck with clubhouse at all. Sometimes nope. I go on clubhouse and I, I go on there. I go to the sports rooms. I go to the conspiracy rooms and I leave it there. Once you start, you know, muddy in the waters talking about relationships and shit like that, I can't do it. Now, somebody like the old Greg, I don't want to say somebody, the old Greg would give you the whole speech about, I don't take relationship advice from single people. But the thing is, I had to realize some of these people who are single have really good relationship advice. They're just never heard on those platforms because people who have, some people who have like really, really great advice, when they become podcasters, their opinions change because they want to get that viral clip. They want to get that moment that you see every two Tuesdays on Twitter, on Instagram, or on TikTok. It's like, yo, what the fuck is that? Like, there's a podcast that I'm already starting to see a shift. I'm, I'm seeing a shift. I ain't going to say who they are. All I'm going to say is that they've just eclipsed. Like, they, they've done, like, Mount, like mountaintop shit. Like I think they just crossed like a hundred thousand like followers and stuff on social media. I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of these niggas. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, just stay the course, please, guys. Continue doing what the fuck y'all doing because it's great. It is great fucking content. They had the fucking three hour episode this week. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of these dudes, man. Like listening to them, I was like, oh, like the shit makes me happy. 
You talk about nice podcast. and neat. Oh, you said I couldn't hear you. I said, are you talking about nice and neat? No, for no, the no. other nice and neat. I was listening to that. Show. I was to uh crew. So I'm I'm listening yeah. to the crew. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers. I'm like, yo, they hundred thousand oh, yeah. followers. Like, yes. doing it. Yes. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, yo, like, please just don't just stay the course. When I when I say stay the course, I was like, you know, like. A lot of podcasts, they, they get real big and then they have to take a break because, like, I won't say it's too much for them, but it's also, like, everybody's going in a different direction. Like, like ignorant philosophy. Love them to death. Like, I was like, yo, I, I've told you this as long as we've been podcasts. I was like, yo, like, I've, I've always loved that show. And then it just, like, disbanded. Shit just wasn't the same. And then, like, he would come back with, like, episodes every here and there. And I was like, it's, it's just not the same. But it was evolved. Because like, that, that's that a show, whole thing. Too. like young black and bothered you can't have yeah. yes you can't have one person out of the group pushing hard and and giving out quality exactly. and the rest is just like oh maybe maybe this week maybe next week maybe when i get a chance exactly. like you can't have that everybody have to be on the same level so with you know people who are doing like big numbers it's because everybody's goal is like consistent until everybody has the space to do something different oh absolutely like during it like i, I tweeted this and I, I hated that i tweeted it because it's like okay like some people got offended but you know by what i said but it was true it was like a lot of the podcasts that prior i don't even say prior to the pandemic like 2019 and even 2020 going the fuck off. I'm like, oh, like, they were doing live shows and shit. Like, I forgot what, what show it was. it was. Like, they had, like, white artwork and they were traveling, like, they were from, like, Indianapolis, too. And they're going and doing all these live shows and shit. It's like, oh, they, they lit. I haven't heard a fucking episode in, like, nine months. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Like, and this because is me talking about stuck on, a lot of those shows stuck on, like, the ticket numbers, not the content. Yes. Yes, yes. But think about like a lot of podcasts, including my own, I haven't gotten to the point where it's like, you know what, like a break may be necessary, a reboot might need to be necessary. Or like for us, like with Young Black and Bother, we were every fucking week, like like clockwork, like every fucking week. And then I thought I was like, oh, we got so much content. We were doing sports desks, young black and bother, we're doing uh fucking melanin mat, we're doing the show I had with Steph, I had, you know, I was posting both of our shows when we were doing fucking Wednesdays and Saturdays. There was not a day that there wasn't something posted. We went from having 202 episodes to literally like 409. This year alone, we're only at like five, was it 440? So I'm like, great, like, yeah, I ain't post a lot of episodes. I'm like, trust me, I have 27 episodes from the pandemic that I can drop at any given day and act like I recorded it. And it's not me being you know, rude about it. It's like, oh, like, there's a lot of content that not everybody can consume. Shannon and I can talk for two or three hours at a clip like it's nothing. And there, there aren't too many shows that can do that because, like you told me when we first started podcasting, a lot of podcasts go in there with a niche. They go in there trying to speak about one thing, and then when they've mastered that shit, there's nothing else to talk about. There, or... There's so many podcasts... Good podcasters go in waiting for like celebrities to give them their content yep yep that one thing you said to me like was about like the news and stuff like that when we were doing the news set i thought i was like oh, like i'm literally fishing 
Twitter and stuff like that. Like, I'm trying to find news that I don't really give a fuck about. Just, just to yeah. make the content go from hour one to hour two. It's like, nah, like 45 minutes to an hour is enough. We talk, we catch up, we shoot the shit on Young Black and Bob and stuff like that. We talk about what we feel like we want to talk about, and we the fuck on out. Like, even, like, with Dope and Dope, somebody messaged me, great, y'all ain't done Dope and Dope at all this shit. And I was like, honestly, I got tired of doing a Dope and Dope. It wasn't me mm-hmm. being, like, an asshole. It was, like, yo, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, it's a great segment on the show, but it also added 30 minutes. That it's like, you know what? I could be doing other shit. I could be with the family. I could be watching TV. Like, y'all know, if you don't know what the new music is, like, you should. And truthfully, even with that, a lot of the music been garbage. A, a lot of it has. <laughs> a lot of, and when I say garbage, I'm not saying, when I, say, when I say garbage, I'm not saying, like, it's bad. It's just, like, there's so much music to, like, filter through. It's like, yo, I, I don't want to do this every fucking week. Think about it. Music will come out Friday. We record every Tuesday, which means I have to go all, like, Sunday night, Monday, listening to all the new shit that came out with the efforts of putting on the show. I have somebody message me, hey, I got, like, six songs to dope and open. I play them, and then my co-hosts are like, garbage, 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 garbage. All right, that's all right. Oh, no, it's garbage. And it's like, because uh, a lot of shit was garbage. Think about it. Every week we're hearing new music. Like, I, I can tell you, like, as a fan of Beyonce, that nobody, album came and went for me. Nobody appreciates the album anymore because it's too much. Yeah. Like, every Friday I get, and it's not even just like, oh, you know how it used to be, like, one person will come out with an album, and when well, I say one person, yeah, there might have been 15, 20 new albums coming out, but there was, like, the heavily promoted albums. Now, Spotify, Apple, and Tidal Nolan, like, they just tell you, hey, all this fucking music came out. It's like, oh, there's fucking 15 albums, and half the people who, who is L. Hay, and who is this artist, and <laughs> this NBA, and this, I'm like, yo, who the fuck are these people? And the thing is, like, I don't want to sound like the old nigga who's just hating. It's like, so what I do is I try to give these artists chances, and it's like, I'm like, it'd be oh. MPs. It'd be like, it'd be like six incomplete ass songs. Like, I've been waiting for Ari Linux to drop a fucking album. She drops an EP, and I'm like, what, what is this? Like, I get it, like, the streets need it, and people want to hear you make new music. How about just taking your time and put out an actual album? It's, it's not that hard. You know, but I get it, like, you know, people got to tour, because all 2020 and 2021, people couldn't tour, right? So now 2022, the world done opened back up, stripped people outside. So like, you know what? We just got to put out some new music. I'm one of the biggest fans of, like, Chris Brown music ever. I could not tell you the last time I actually listened to that last album that came out. I don't even remember half the songs on it. It had fucking 27, 28 songs. I was like, whatever. Beyonce album came out, what, like three weeks ago? Couldn't tell you anything else about it outside of that one fucking song. Because music is so, like, I won't say it's, like, diverse, but there's just so much of it. And I found this out the hard way. I found this out the hard way, Shane, and I'll wrap up what I'm saying from here. I got on TikTok on Tuesday. And the only reason I remember this is because I had a draft of tweet that I just posted today because I forgot to post it. So I go on TikTok. And I'm watching, you know, my algorithm is just like, you know, conspiracy, conspiracy, sport, 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 ass, 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 right? So when it gets to the ass portion of the, the TikToks, um, they're, they're grown-ass women just dancing to R. Kelly. That's their fucking song. The, the leg shit. I'm like, yo, dude, he back? Like, what are we doing? He said he's back. Oh, he's back. <laughs> 
I'm like, this nigga back. Like, what are we doing here? We we gotten to the point. Like, no, like, this is the thing. So I tweeted it, and the girl said to me, she was like, you can't deny it's a good song. I was like, you also can't deny, like, he hasn't made an album in seven years. And that album is, I think, like, that came out, like, 2016. Y'all done ran out of songs that y'all are going, like, using R. Kelly as source material? That's crazy. The, the conundrum beat. When you see kids dancing, little girls dancing to it. Yes. Yes. I was, like, I was like, yo, like, you know, Earth needs a reboot at this point. So I, I guess to land my plane for the week, I'm going to just say this. Um, and I guess it's like shooting the shit part two. Um, as a podcaster, um, I've had to learn how to, like, clean up some shit. Because now that we're trying to market ourselves as a brand, both, you know, with you, which she gets it, you know, who is Shan, obviously all the other shows that you do, and then, of course, just you as an individual, you are your own brand, me as well, I'm like, oh, like, I have to be able to market myself appropriately, so when these brands see me, they're like, okay, like, I see you, and, you know, these are all the things that you do, but it has to be, like, politically correct, I have to know how to play the game, and Drake is always telling us, like, you gotta play the game, and stuff like that, well, I have to tell Drake this. Sometimes playing the game don't work. Sometimes you got to kind of like bend the rules in order to get noticed. And I've noticed that shit. Sometimes a lot of those TikTokers, they bend the fucking rules. Motherfuckers go viral. People on Twitter, bend the rules a little bit, go viral. You just got to be able to toe the line and then step real, you know, step back real quick. So there's that. But my new thing that I'm focused on, at least for the next week, and I hope to tell you guys how this works, is advertisements, ad space, and this website. So the website, I'm almost done. Um, it's already like kind of like soft launch. I'm still working on some little things for it, try to get some stuff together. Um, website building is actually kind of hard. I wasn't really expecting it because I built it like Shan did, which was like from scratch instead of doing the whole, um, what do you call it, like Squarespace shit. I was like, no, nah, I need this shit from scratch. Really enjoy it. Just really rough to think about, but I don't have to pay. 17 18 dollars a month so really happy about that um next week's episode i don't know what i'm thinking about for my 30 for 30 but i feel like it's i feel like instead of i don't want to make it sexual and i don't want to make it anything relationships because you know you know how i am about that i want to do something about kids i think i'm at that point I, i think i'm at that point where I want to discuss safe things to do with kids that are like just like safe things. I just want like safe things. Um, and I'll just leave like a little cliff note. Um, we went today to a really nice park. And it was like a little like four kids, and I never it never really dawned on me how many parents don't really watch their kids when they're playing and the surroundings that happen around their kids so i want to touch on that um but what i'll say and i'll just end here i learned one thing from a youtube clip and it's stuck with me for the past two years shan you had mentioned this when we first started talking um about like kids safety when you're putting them in cars yeah that being a parent of a two-year-old my my wife did something today and 
if I wouldn't have been there or if I didn't see the shit, it could have gone left because there are more creeps than you know that hang out in public places. And what she did was she left the front door open to the car, turned the car on to turn the air on, went on the the opposite side of the car to put the baby in, lock it in and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm like, you ever had like one of those final destination moments where it's like, yo, some like it's like a premonition that's happening. It's like, yo, like th- something just didn't equal out. And I got in the car and I told her, and I was like, Jess, like, you, you can't do that. And she didn't understand what I'm thinking. I was like, no, like, I've listened to she gets it enough. And you and I have talked about parenting enough that it kind of like dawned on me that this happened. I don't want to like bring it into the whole episode for next week, but I'm kind of like lightly bring it up again. But no parent should ever like leave their their door open with the fucking keys in the car and then go put the kid into it. Like I think that's like rule number like two. Other than like don't kill your kid. Like that shit <laughs> should just like be on that list. So when she did it, I was like, oh Shan definitely told me about this shit during the pandemic. You would talk you were talking about like people doing it, how you had read an article about like the trafficking and the kidnapping of kids and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, like she mentioned this like and it, yeah. it's happening right in front of my face. And I was like, oh, so there's that. So I want to talk next week about like safety for kids because I'm becoming that parent that I'm seeing things before they happen, even if they don't happen. And I'm like, I just don't want that. And yeah. I'm going to open up that show about the anxieties that I'm having when it comes to the age of being a parent. I don't know if you talked about this on She Gets It or not, but. The, the anxiety of dying and being a parent. I, I well, what's so crazy is today I did an old episode, I want to say in like 2019, about parenting paranoia. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like part of it. But you did say that you wanted to do an episode on um, guns with kids. So yes. I'll, I'll do the 30 for 30 on that part. Yes, yeah, if you could do that, yeah. That, that's going to be next Saturday because, yeah, between the anxiety situation and the safety for the kids, that one, I'm telling you, I'm going to max out at, actually, no, not max out. It'll be a minimum of 40. It's not going to be a 30 for 30 because the way I've been sitting on this shit, and I was like, yo, like, I fell asleep last night at 2 a.m. I was like, yo, like, do I want to switch it on Shannon or do I want to just type up these notes for what I have going? And then when I went to the playground, it kind of like resurrected in my head. I was like, yeah, we got to do it now. So next week, you already know what I'm talking about, the anxiety. Um, you called it parents and paranoia. So I'm going to give my little you know, notion on that as well as safety for kids or safety of kids, mine specifically. So that's my little portion. What you got? Um... I don't. I don't want to tell you the details of what I'm gonna say, but Uh-oh. I will. I will say that a lot of kids have been like killed off of like people just being irresponsible with their firearms mm-hmm. and uh, shooting like kids shooting each other in the face because they don't know how to handle a gun. You know, the adult is like in another room playing mm-hmm. a game or people leaving their kids in the car and leaving the gun open and toddlers shooting themselves in the face. Like, it's just like all this unnecessary shit. Parents still leaving their kids in the car in this heat. And I'm just like, dog, it's not worth it. I saw a TikTok video of this 
chick that found a car in a mall parking lot with a baby in it. See? So, people are shit like that. But we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm ready for that talk. Shit, we might have to. Actually, since it's a hot one, well, no, you, you got stuff to do on Monday. Oh, shit. Um, um, Monday, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can play it by ear. Yeah, well, if you don't have anything, we'll do it because I still want to save that for Saturday, but maybe we'll do like a TikTok. So we might just do a TikTok on. Uh, one day just shooting the shit there so and we'll save the shooting the shit for just the tiktok because we said we want to do that so we'll just do shoot the shit on monday if you don't have anything and then saturday full show so okay all right well we about to here bye y'all please yo 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 don't forget to leave a review and let us know what you think about the show and if you want to join in live on the show come on stereo 9 30 eastern and look up greg or she gets it pod on stereo and you'll find the show i always post it on my twitter at shamby Podden. you know so let, let's just get into it because like I, I love the banter. We, we, we got to get to it. We already been here for 30 minutes. Let's, All right. Let me just make so, my real. This is Greg's 30 for 30. Okay. Um, it starts now. It's 10.05. Uh, Greg's topic is basically, what are you bringing to the cookout? Not a regular cookout, but what are you bringing to the relationship cookout? And uh, he's going to start us off. Absolutely. So I will not need the 30 minutes. I'm just letting y'all know this now because I am structured. I even have my talking points. No, tr- if, I, if, if, if I do, it's because Shannon and I are going to be bouncing. But I promise you, I'll be done by 10.35. I promise. So here we are. What do you bring into the cookout? Obviously, Shannon's already talked about that. We can start from right here. Um, when you go to a cookout, you have the usual suspects. I'm going to break down 12 things that could be equated to people when it comes to what you're bringing to the cookout, a.k.a. the relationship. Let's start here. Mm. Number one, are you bringing the playing cards to the cookout slash relationship? Um, now, when somebody brings playing cards, they usually, you know, playing spades or tongues or something like that, right? Drake. For me, I said, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, mind you, I can't play spades to save my life. But me either, and I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn, and I don't want to play. Exactly. So in a relationship, um, when you're bringing playing cards to the cookout, and when I say cookout, just refer to cookout as relationships. So whenever I mention cookouts, it means relationships. So if you're bringing playing cards to the cookout, you intended on coming with games and dictating the rules. You don't really play by the house rules and more than likely have a history of being a, ta- a terrible spades partner. Now, Drake would love the fact that I just mentioned spades, but I'll clarify my statement on this um, because there are a lot of people that bring to the cookout slash relationship playing cards. They come with, you know, their cards already dealt. I usually have to deal with their hand. And it's like, damn, like, how the they, they always win it. They always win that, Uno. they got all the draw fours, they, you know, and tongue. I, I don't know the rules for uh, tongue anymore because I ain't played in a while. Spades, the same situation. But I'll just use Uno as a reference, right? How do they get three draw fours? 
like how they got all the reverses how are they able to you know in this relationship and you know at this cookout come with all this shit like why is it always them? Why are they always coming with the games? Why are they always at the cookout? But they bring nothing else but the playing cards. It's because they like to play. I don't like to pee. I've dealt with women like that. It's just not my jam. So just don't be that person that comes to the cookout slash relationship with playing cards. I'll leave that really brief. Number two, what are you bringing to the cookout slash relationship? Uninvited spouse that nobody can really understand or stand. So, this uh, one no. is not really that deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we going there. And mind you, I told you, we got 12. We had two. So, Shan, feel free to, you know, cut me off at any point because I'm going to say some shit that's going to trigger somebody. And I'm going to try to, like, slow roll it because I'm already three minutes in. And I'm telling you, 1035. So, uninvited spouse that nobody can really stay, a.k.a. play brothers, sisters, and people who you no wouldn't be a good fit in your relationship why are they coming no really like really why like that, that's actually a question or now the other side of that yes. also is when let's say your friend that's a guy comes and you know mm -hmm. he's coming and also there's a female that's also a friend of the group that's coming but she it's like an unsaid uh chemistry between them but nobody's mm -hmm. acting on being more but everybody knows like they a little too cool if we if we didn't know exactly. they were just friends if they were together and then that guy brings like a girl he's with so then you make yes. like the whole space awkward because you ain't tell us you was bringing a bitch and then exactly. you brought like some girl that doesn't get along with nobody yes it's inferred that y'all are fucking like people <laughs> notice shit like it's 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 body language it's energy it's chemistry like I, like for me and i told you 10 35 so basically um like d and i so d is my best friend she's the, you know she was the best lady at the wedding like she literally stood right beside me in all my photos when we were just like friends and stuff like people like oh well you know they just cool like when i say that i mean that because it didn't give off that energy like we had ever fucked before like she would curse me out she called me out she could hang out with the girls i slept with shit like that and they already knew like oh that's just d now somebody was like greg all guys say that i was like i have not met a guy or a man that comfortably you know brings around and keeps around somebody that we know for a fact that's going to like hedge their bets in their relationships but the older i get the more people are comfortable in having that situation happen everybody's a play sister everybody's a play brother like no just make that person your friend the issue though is you're bringing this person to your cookout to your relationship and y'all probably already fucked but you can't let that shit go because you're hoping that they're always going to be there now mind you y'all had what y'all had y'all realized it did work out for y'all but y'all always going to remain friends cool y'all can stay friends but when you're in a relationship when you come into a new cookout that person got to stay home we don't know them. No, nobody at the benches and at the tables know who this person is, and you just insist on bringing them to the cookout. Right. Why, why are they here? Like they, they don't speak to nobody. They act like they know you and don't know nobody else. They don't want to introduce themselves. Yes, like like auntie and grandma and mom, all of them looking with their arms folded. Like yo, why? They just don't want to speak. They don't know nobody. 
Like, right. and then the fucked up, the fucked up part about it is this person that you're bringing to cookout, this uninvited, you know, spouse that nobody can really say. Y'all know what y'all got between each other. Y'all got chemistry. Y'all just can't be together, right? So you bring this person into your relationships and stuff like that. But you know what's gonna happen? They still won't. They won't be at your cookout trying to find people to hang out with in the relationship and stuff like that. So they might be trying to fuck with your friends. Now you see where I'm going with this whole topic about like the cookout and the relationship. Like I, I was hoping I was gonna tie it in sooner than you know bullet two. And I think I'm getting there. So imagine going to the cookout. You bring your friend, right? And I'm talking about relationships here. You bring your friend to the cookout or whatever. They're going, and everybody knows, like, y'all had some chemistry before, but y'all keep announcing each other as friends, right? But then they go off, and they're talking to somebody's cousin. And then the whole time, you're looking over there like, oh, you know, you wish that was you. But meanwhile, you over here with your boo. So it's you and your boo, and then they, you brought your play brother, your play sister, your friend, your, you know, homie or something like that. But you're jealous because now they have an option. Why are they at the cookout? That's that's point number two. I'm gonna move to number three. Family drama. Why are you bringing it to the cookout? Your sole intention is bringing drama from the past, including some from in your family. You'll say that you're family oriented, but get along with nobody and have no next to kin. Why are you bringing this to the cookout? Now, just like real life cookouts, there's always some family drama. But you know what? People deal with it because, like, you know what? That's on their side of the family. Those are cousins. The cousins don't fuck with each other. You know, auntie and aunt, you know, both of my aunts don't fuck with each other. That's cool. When it comes to like relationships and stuff like that, you can't bring family drama to the cookout. You can't bring it to this relationship. Your family drama, I would hope that you like patch that shit up or at least clarify it beforehand. You would be surprised how many cookout slash relationships I've been to or in where I find out the family conflict and the family drama and a function that I had no place in and I couldn't actually excuse myself from. So just don't bring, this is one I'm honestly going to say, just don't do. Don't bring family drama to the cookout. We'll, we'll make a good time, Shan. So number four, wait. what are you bringing to the cookout? Wait, wait, wait. With that is, if you're in a relationship, right, and you are having a hard week or you're dealing with family drama and you want to vent it's cool to vent but don't go through your shit come home and unload on the person that's that wants to be there for you that wants to help you yes. and be in a shitty mood on y'all time that's dumb to yes. me like you're in a yes. shitty mood <laughs> because of other people's stuff that you're bringing to me and because I care about you, I'm allowing you to dump on me. But how come how come after you dump on me, we don't have no time to do nothing? We don't have no space to laugh a little or enjoy each other. We gotta wake up and go to work and I, it's a, you're leaving your person nobody to relate to or chill with and who wants to bring up some good news after you dumped on them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody. Which, which brings me to point number four. What do you bring into the relationship cookout? Drinks. Now, anybody knows, and you see where I'm going with this list. It's starting to escalate. So we already talked about the family shit. We can leave them out of the way. Shout out to Pink Barbie. Thank you for listening. Um, when it comes to the drinks, there are 
two different people who, drink, uh, who bring drinks to the cookout or the relationship. There's person A and person B. Person A is the person who gets the Dr. Pepper. Person B is the person who brings the Mr. Pib. So the person who brings the Mr. Pib is super frugal with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, trust me. This, this one going to hit home. So You should have said Sam Sam's root beer. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's the fuck you're talking about. Like, it can, you, you know what I mean? Like the generic brand, that Safeway brand, that yep. the shit that's always on sale, but it, 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 just, it just falls flat all the time, right? So you're super frugal with your dating to the point where you start substituting things that are customary for cheaper options that nobody will think that they notice. So instead of, like, say, for example, in the terms of relationships, right? When I say substituting, you know, you know, drinks, instead of Dr. Pepper, you get Mr. Pip, right? So instead of bringing honesty into your relationship, you lie about little shit and tell the truth about big shit, hoping that, like, it, you know, they counteract each other. They don't. Just don't fucking lie. There are a lot of people in relationships or, you know, going to the cookouts where they feel like, oh, well, they won't notice that I gave them the cheaper version of myself instead of the expensive version or the, the store brand or the, you know, the brand name shit. Like, I like Pepsi. I don't want the, like, the cheap Pepsi or whatever the fuck they call it. Like, I wouldn't go to, like, Arby's. I'd go to fucking McDonald's. Like, there's certain things where I just, like, have established that. So in relationships, I feel the same fucking way. Like, I don't want somebody who's going to substitute themselves to be a little bit more frugal, hoping that I won't notice. Because trust me, I have. There have been women that I've dated where I'm like, oh, like, she being her authentic self. Like, she's just, she giving me a completely different fucking person. And you'll see the person that she was before y'all started dating. Like, damn, I really, I fuck with her. I want to be with that person. Like, she's she giving me the fucking Dr. Pepper. I want the fucking Dr. Pepper. And then when you start dating them, you get the fucking Mr. Pib. That shit flat. It, you know, you can't put it in the fridge after you open it. You just got to drink the whole shit. You know, like, it, like, no, I don't want that. So, yeah, just, if you come into the cookout with drinks, be person A. Don't be person B. Point number five. Are you bringing ice to the cookout? Ooh, I'm about to say that. Where is that person at? I yeah, think that so, person is worse than the one with the drinks. Oh, oh, they are. Because so, here's, the, here's the issue with the ice when it comes to if you are bringing ice to the cookout slash relationship, right? The ice is probably the most necessary item that keeps things cool but are you the type to bring the necessary relationship trait that people need, which is balance? If you think about, like, the comparison between ice and, like, relationships, right? Like, ice keeps drinks balanced. They make sure shit that's flat tastes halfway good, and they make shit that's bubbly not, you know, like, disrupt your stomach, right? It just has a balance to it. And just like relationships, like... Ice makes sure things aren't too hot, but they also aren't too flat. Like, they just keep an even balance. And you want to be that person. This is probably one of my top three things that you want to bring to the cookout is the ice. Nothing gets disrupted more than having to make a store run for ice at a cookout. So, in a, you know, in a relationship, <laughs> the one thing you don't want to be missing is the fucking ice. Like, make sure you have all the necessary things, obviously. But this ice is one of those things you cannot forget. So, Shay, how do you feel about number five with the ice? Do you feel like more people should bring ice to the ice right now? I'm sucking on ice right now. Ice is important, but I feel like 
a lot of people come to a lot of relationships bringing ice, but they want multiple drinks. They want a plate to go. They want uh, breakfast in bed. They want um, they want lunch. They want gifts. They want to sit and talk to you all day, but they also want you to be able to pay for all the bills and shit. And it's kind of like if, if all you bring in is ice to the relationship, a.k.a. the bare minimum, why is your expectation so big? Absolutely. Oh, and here's a bonus. This is a 5A because you, you brought it up, and I have to mention this. Have you noticed, just like the cookouts, and we talk about relationships too, a lot of people will bring the ice and not bring the cups. Man. What, what, what are you going to drink out of? So you just bought a whole bunch of ice, but now we all got to reuse these cups and write names on them. Like, no, just, anyway, I'm going to move on because this one was a big one for me. Number six. Now, we halfway through this list, and I got roughly 15 minutes to go, right? Making <laughs> real good time, Shay. Rule number six, or, you know, what you're bringing to the cookout, number six. The salad that nobody intends on eating. Now, this one is number two in my top three of things that matter the most. They, they have, it has to matter. It's in top two. And ironically, what, five and six matter, right? So the salad that you take to a cookout, just like a relationship, it's healthy, but most look past it is if they should. Like a lot of people, just like in relationships at the cookout, they load up on the carbs, the shit that's heavy, the stuff that's going to fill them up real quick so they ain't got to think about it. But with salads, it's like the most versatile thing, and it complements everything. The beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, like all that shit can go with the salad. When you look at a salad at a cookout, you're like, oh, like you grab the salad, but then you know what? You can put a hot dog on top of that. You can put a burger beside that. You can go and grab the chicken. You can grab the steak. All that shit is versatile with the salad. But the reason why a lot of people don't eat salad is because it's kind of cold. Like, people go to a cookout for warm food. So people are <clears> like, oh, the salad's just like a complimentary thing. Like, sometimes you have to kind of be a little bit cold, especially in a relationship. Like, you have to have some of yourself. You have to be able to say, you know what, like, I have me to give to you, but then I have to have a little bit of me. And salad was the best way I could describe that because salads are one of those things where it's like, yes, I can accompany you. I go, I go great with you. I work with you. I'm a great companion to you, just like a relationship. But you know what? I can also be eating by myself. I can be over here by myself and be just as good. And I don't need half the stuff that you need for the rest of these dishes that you're bringing to the cookout. So that's why that's in my top three. And my driving even got to number one. But we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. So again, Shane, good time. Do you have anything to say about the salad? Um, I do not touch salads at barbecues <laughs> because okay. first of all, it's like who washed it, who created it, um, were their hands? How many people came over here and talked over this salad? And I only mm-hmm. like salad when it's cold right out the fridge. And then barbecue, have I stopped before I put meat on my plate and said? Hold on, where's the salad? I don't care about salad. We did not come here to be healthy. We came here to laugh, get mm-hmm. warm in our stomachs off of alcohol, and chill. Absolutely. So okay, in, well, relationships, I- in relationships, if mm-hmm. all you bring in is salad, leave me alone. Okay, 
you gonna be a little bit hungry is what you're saying. That's fair. That's fair. Shout out to Mr. Moneybags who's listening. Uh, I'm gonna move to the next one because I'm at seven. I gotta get through these and I got less than 10 minutes now. Um, the side dishes. So not every side dish is equal, but you'll understand that the next point. Side dishes. If you bring in this to cookout, clearly everybody loves them, but not all are created equal. While you might love Not them, everybody can make nobody, baked macaroni and cheese. <laughs> exactly. Not nobody's eating your auntie's peas. Nobody wants them string beans. Like how the fuck did you warm up the string? How can you keep the string beans warm? Just like a relationship, like some shit just like no. Like some side dishes just don't work. When I say side dishes, I'm talking about side bitches. I'm talking about women on the side. Like some shit just don't belong. Some things you're gonna have to get rid of when you, you know, you bring into the relationship. And, and this <laughs> is why you ask people like, if we go out on a date, is there anybody that thinks y'all in a relationship that might pull up? Yep. Like, yep. I don't want to take on your baggage, sir. I don't want some random girl stalking me at work, waiting for me to park. That, that right there. That right there is why I said everybody loves side dishes, but not all are created equal. Like, I'm not saying like you can't care for or have some concern for your exes and stuff like that. We all have one. The issue is there are a lot of people who all their all their exes are important. What's in the best? That's the, but, but that's the thing, like some people saying like they just can't let go. And when I say side dishes, these motherfuckers, they might have dated them fucking five, six years ago, but they still care. They still have some type of concern for them because they don't know how to let go. Some and in the term of cookouts, some things you're just gonna have to go back to. And you know what's so funny? What? Which I'm so glad we, we did this. No, hear me, hear me, hear me out. Some things you're gonna have to, or you're gonna try to go back for. Like, how many cookouts have you been to, Shan? Where you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get, like, I'm, I'm trying not to name certain dishes because they're on the list. But, like, say if you go back and you're like, you know what? I really want, like, the baked beans, right? You go and no. get the baked beans. After I leave, I'm not going back. I, I'll just yeah. eat off Wait. of whoever. Whoever got a plate, plate. Oh, actually, but here's the thing. Like, there are certain dishes, though, Shane, where it's like, you know what? Somebody might have only made one pan. Once it's gone, it's gone. Oh, yeah, for Some sure. But you gotta, you gotta get this kind of early. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, gotta but, get this but, before that person gets hurt to get the best mm-hmm. of them. So, for me, I, just, I feel like, you know, same like the mashed potatoes, the collard greens, like, are you the mashed potatoes? Are you the collars in the relationship? The ones that, you know, people only look for when they're missing? Because trust me, when I go to the cookout and I see the collard greens, I'm like, you know what? Let me go get that. Let me fill up my plate. But I don't, I never get enough of it. I never get enough. I'm usually like, let me like smother the fucking mac and cheese. Let me get the burger, the hot dogs, and all, all that other stupid shit. I'm like, you know what? The collars, I really fucking love them collars. Like, my grandmother makes the bomb fucking collars, right? But then when I go for a second plate, it's always gone. Mm. It's all, I'm like, yo, what happened? It's like, well, you, you missed out. So with side dishes, like, in the terms of relationships, like, sometimes you just missed out. Like, yeah, you had fun with it when you had it, and yeah, you enjoyed it when it was there, but once that shit's gone, like, let that shit be gone. You got to deal with the fact that it's gone, because it's not coming back. But a lot of people, when I say bringing it to the cookout, bringing it to the relationship, is they try to bring them side dishes back. It don't work. They honestly don't work, and you're not going to get it back. So that's number seven. Oh, my God, I got to hurry up. So number eight on the list, I'll make this real quick, <laughs> mac and cheese. So um, you're bringing what everybody thinks is attractive and will load up on their plate. But listen, 
not all mac and cheese made equally. Mm. It's not. I've had a lot of mac and cheese in my life. One of my favorite dishes of all time. But here's the issue. Not everybody's mac and cheese is equal. Or, like, say if it is good mac and cheese. You might have somebody who, you know, has mac and cheese, but then you got that annoying-ass cousin, that annoying-ass person that's a part of your relationship, friend, enemy, foe, best friend, homie, ex-girlfriend, something like that. Instead of grabbing from the corners, they grab from the middle of the pan. Like, are, more importantly, are you bringing the mac and cheese? If you're bringing the mac and cheese, you're on my list. You're definitely on my list. Excuse me. So, let me move on. Um, I had number nine, and I didn't have my bullet point for it. I said the chicken wings. Now, I, I'm just going to put the chicken wings because I had a point that I wanted to make about it. I will talk about that next week because when I actually do make me some chicken wings this weekend for like Labor Day, I'm going to have that thought again. And then I'll come back and I will, I promise you, I will make that my talking point for shooting the shit. So remind me on number nine. I'll, I'll move real quick. Number 10, the buns. Um, are you bringing the buns to the cookout? Are you bringing the buns to the relationship? AKA the fucking, the sex. Necessary for the burger or the hot dog, you can't really go wrong with bringing <laughs> just the buns. <clears throat> and, 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 and equate that to sex. Bring it to the cookout, bring it to the relationship, the sex. But we all know the difference between the cheaply made buns and the quality buns. Now, I'll say this. When you're throwing something, you're throwing an event at your house or something like that, you know what you probably go do? You go and get the good shit. But when you go to somebody else's shit, you go get the 99 cent packs of buns. You're like, I'm not, I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, I'm going to just give them those buns, right? So when it comes to the buns, like, long story less long, are you bringing some ass? Because if you're not bringing some type of physicality to your, like, relationship, be it sex or whatnot, No. You, you don't belong. You don't, you don't go here. I'll never understand where we've gotten to in this society where we feel like we're withholding things that we want. Like, we're bringing it there. You're bringing all the sexual attention. Like, you have these guys, you have these women who are just like sexual beings that are out here telling you how much they want, you know, they want to have sex, they want to fuck, they're on TikTok, you know, shaking dick and shaking ass and shit. It's like, yo, like, y'all are out here just <laughs> Y'all, tell, y'all telling people y'all want, y'all want to fuck. But then they got all these standards, rules, and regulations instead of saying, you know what? Sex makes me happy. I, I'm, this, is, this is what I can bring. There are a lot of people who don't realize, like, yo, you know what? That's what I actually contribute to the cookout. The buns. That might be the best thing you're good at. You, you might get that guac, what was it, the guac guac 3000. You might go and eat pussy. You might do all, all, all the things. That might be your best fucking trait. You know what? Somebody needs that. Somebody wants that. That person is you. The question is, are you bringing it to the cookout? Shane, how do you feel about the buns at the cookout? The buns at the cookout sometimes is necessary as long as you let people know that they're the buns. (sighs) Absolutely. So, my next point, my next to last, actually, the burgers. They came for the meat, and for some reason, even though it's the first thing folks throw on, it takes the longest. Just like relationships, burgers, you got to be patient with them. You don't want to burn them. 
but you also don't want them to just be like, you know, just like super undercooked and everything, right? You want them to be at the perfect temperature, just like a relationship. You have to be patient and not all burgers are created equal. What condiments go with your burger, right? You know, ketchup, mustard, bay, or stuff like that. What condiments go with you with a relationship? Like what traits do you have that go with your, you know, your burger, so to speak? Uh, more importantly, are you one of those straight out of the pack burgers that when you go to some like cookout and they're in a hurry and they just take the Murray's burgers and just throw that shit on the grill, flip it like, hey, here's a fucking burger? Or <laughs> if you take your time, <laughs> you, you know you know what I mean, Shan. Like that, I know. That's visual. I can't hear it. Like, I can't hear it hitting the um, grill like a rock. Exactly. So are you that, that Murray's straight out of the pack burger? Or did you take the time to season yourself properly okay. so you're palatable? Oh. And not just generic. So go so, ahead. I'm gonna let you go, sir. I just want a burger for like dinner, real quick. It's definitely them frozen Agnes, um, um, beef burgers. But if I'm at a cookout, I want you to get the ground meat. I want you to season it. I want you to um share them out, ready to go on the grill. And I want to feel like it's like a handmade burger. So if we're in a relationship, I need to feel like you put some extra effort into this and you didn't just give basics and be like, but I got you this, but I said that, but I came home. Yeah, you came home and gave me syphilis. Exactly. And that should have been my last one because this was a bonus. It was supposed to be 11, ended up being 12, almost 13. So I'm going to just leave 12 where it is, the glizzy. AKA the hot dog. Probably <laughs> one of the most criticized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. So the hot dog, AKA the glizzy, is probably one of the most criticized things to bring to the cookout. It's cheap. It's not affordable. It's cheap. You can buy it in bulk. They all look alike. Nobody can really tell the difference. And honestly, most people ain't even going to eat it at the cookout. They're just happy it's there so when everything else is gone, this is what's left, and they can continue to, you know, to eat food, right? Same situation in relationship. If you're bringing the glizzy, in my personal opinion, you're bringing something that either people can do with or do without. So it's, since it's being most, one of the uh, most criticized things to bring to the cookout, the hot dog also doesn't need much. And folks still seem to enjoy it because it's simple, delicious, and can be prepared or paired with almost anything. That's why the hot dog was number 12. I know it sounds like an overreaching type of situation, but if you're bringing hot dogs to the cookout or to the relationship, you know for a fact, it's like, you know what? You're not going to eat a hot dog every day. You also know that when you do have a hot dog, you're like, all right, cool. Like, I, I can do it with it or without it, but you know what? Like, it's necessary. Some some things are just like customary at a cookout. And I feel like glizzies or hot dogs are like customary. And when all that other food is gone and that's there, it's not because it's bad. It's not like nobody wants to eat it. It's because there's so much of it that is given in abundance and a pack that you know what? People still end up enjoying it. So there's that. That was my list. I'm at 1035. I'm going to say this and I'm going to end my 30 for 30 for the week. There's plenty of other dishes that people have at cookouts like steaks and ribs and whatnot. The reason why most of those didn't make this list is because, as most of y'all know, they're first come, first serve. 
Also, most of those are already spoken for, and if you're like my family, most of them will get somebody to grill them for them, wrap them up, and put them in a the car for later. So nobody yeah. even knew that they brought steaks. So, okay, two things, two things. I feel like the steaks at a cookout is like the married fine man or the married fine woman that, yeah, you see them here, but they got somebody, so don't even waste your time. Um, mm-hmm. Spoken for, okay? That's somebody's personal steak right there. It's not for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the glizzy, the glizzy is the epitome of those two people that have been in a relationship for like 17 years. Mm-hmm. One of them wants to get married and the other one is like, nah, she ain't it. Yup. It's like it's like, yeah, I got a girl, but I'm not excited about her. Yeah, I got a man, but I I mean, I know everybody's leaving at nine, but I'm probably gonna stay here till eleven thirty to hope that he gets he be asleep by the time I get home because he's a whack. I'm bored with it. Like that's the epitome of a glitzy. It's like, uh, yeah, you're here, but I don't want anything. Uh <laughs> mm. sadness. Right on time, right on target. I got my 30 for 30. Done. I'm ready to hit what Shane got. So, Shane, all right, what you got? After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, yo, I want to thank you guys for checking out Lime Out Stereo Podcast with Greg from Young Black and Bothered. Don't be afraid to check his podcast out, and don't be afraid to check out She Gets a Pod with me, Shan. And if you're looking for any Loudmouth Stereo merch, check out the Loudmouth Stereo shop with Teespring. Got your t-shirts, got your hoodies, got anything you need to represent Loudmouth Stereo podcast. Now back to the show. We change this topic. I'm so stuffy right now. Um, that's why I sound, I sound like a fat girl, y'all. To be all right let's get ready to rumble all right how to be transparent okay talked about this a little bit shooting the shit about to get into it um i don't think people today understand transparency uh they feel like you know that's telling all their business they get really extreme when somebody be like, just be transparent. I, I think a lot of people should listen to understand, not listen to respond. A lot of people say that. A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people think, oh, you're trying to be controlling. No, I'm trying to have a discussion. I'm trying to get to a result by the, by the time we're not talking. And a lot of what goes into being transparent is being able to admit when you're wrong. Transparency is about honesty while dealing with people. It could be business. It could be um, your college classmates. It could be uh, your your associates that you work with at your job. You know, yeah, I gave you that task earlier. Did you put all the product away? Or... By the time I clock in, I'm going to have to finish your work that you ain't finished earlier and then finish my work before 9 o'clock. Like, just let me know what I'm about to walk into. And a lot of people would rather not be transparent and uh, let you do and just walk into a shit show. And 
what's so crazy is the people that can't be transparent with other people, they be ready to be offended about everything that you do. So my thing is like, if you can't be transparent with people, how do you, how do you find space to be offended by what somebody didn't include you in or didn't call you and say, or didn't give you a heads up on? You can't then, be offended everything. But question for you, when people are this offended or when they act as if they're offended, like do they approach when they're offended or do they like go and sit with it and then let it fester and then come back and say, hey, you know what? I was offended by Most like, people always wanted that. Most people sit and let it fester, have an attitude, be really quiet, be snappy. You, you, you've been sending them text messages all week. They're ignoring it. They're talking around what's bothering them. When you ask them what's wrong, nothing, nothing. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Lies, lies, lies. And then some people are like confrontational with it. They'd be like, why didn't you say something? How was I supposed to know? My thing is like... I've grown to be like the reciprocation queen. And a lot of people think like, oh, um, that's that's being uh passive aggressive or drama that or or petty that you're not gonna do it because I'm not doing it. No, that's being realistic with my effort. I'm not doing extra shit if I see that you won't even meet me at the bare minimum. I'm not doing it. You're not about to use me and go on with your business. You, I'm not doing it. So when you have a space to give honest effort and you don't, you're just telling me, oh, don't worry about it. Save your money. Save your time. Save your effort. Save that gift. Save that opportunity. Don't be the person that you give like a heads up on X, Y, and Z. That's what you're telling me. Because you're going to have some people that's going to shoot themselves in the foot at whatever extent they feel like it's worth it. I was talking to my brother yesterday. He just got this um, new property, and it's a lot bigger than any of his other properties, which means he has more overhead, right? And he's had, like, the same tow guy that picks up all the cars and shit sometimes if they got like a junk car he'll let him pick up the car and they'll sell the parts and he'll split it with him right for years and um he needed to put new lifts in the shop and so the tow guy he told the tow guy like i need to pay them you know 3k to put up the lifts i'm gonna get all these car parts and these cars put it on the truck and take it to the car lot you take 1500 out of it and just send me the rest so I could pay the lift people. That was the agreement, right? Homeboy got all the car parts and the cars that they were going to drunk, took it to the place, and the bank only cleared 1500 right? Usually on big, oh, wow. usually, no, usually on big checks, they'll clear some, and then you have to wait for the rest for them to verify it. He, the tow guy, sent my brother the fifteen hundred, and so my brother was like, "You were supposed to get the fifteen hundred. You supposed to send me the three. And he was like, "Uh," and this is through text, not a call, not face to face. This is through text. He was like, "Well, I thought the agreement was we was gonna um, split it." 
My brother was like, no, I never said that. Do you know this man basically fucked their business relationship over 3K? Never mm-hmm. gave my brother the money, only gave him 1500 out of that. And my brother had to come up with the 3K to pay the people for putting up the lifts in the shop. And my thing is like, this is a season of when you in a business or you making a bigger move for yourself, you're going to see people play themselves by not being transparent. Who knows how long this tow guy been doing him dirty off of like car parts or what he got paid or or what was actually given. And sometimes people automatically remove themselves because they have yeah. their own agenda and they're being mm-hmm. greedy. But the thing is like that tow guy, whenever he's short on like money, my brother would like let him come to the shop and like pick up old parts to go sell it so he can get whatever he need to get and not give my brother shit. But sometimes oh, you can't, you sometimes you can't be that person's like resource because they abuse it and that's like so he was like really like stuck like this nigga really like shitted on me over 3k and i've been making thousands of dollars with this fool for years and i'm just like some people feel like some people feel like a relationship is worth the throwing the trash by not being transparent for whatever their need is at that moment and he felt like it was worth throwing away y'all business relationship over that little bit of money that probably didn't get him anywhere exactly but some people are just like that though chad like some people feel like if i got away with it once and they didn't notice like when they do notice it won't be that big of a deal because they didn't check before so now that they're right. seeing it it's like oh it's the biggest thing but they'll get over it no you don't get over that shit. like people right. have lost friendships and stuff like that like partnerships and stuff you don't want to work with somebody who's being disingenuous about that shit. right um and i mean you and i you and i both know shit like that when it comes to even like the podcast space right you have to be able to trust the people that you're like honestly working with so you can work with them again. There are a lot of people, and I don't say names, but there are a lot of podcasters. I'm like, okay, if this person doesn't want to work with them, it's not saying that I wouldn't work with them, but it's definitely one of those things where if you cross certain people, I just, I can't see myself work with you anymore or at yeah. all. So and in that scheme of what you're saying, it's like, okay, like he entrusted him. That's why he continued to work with him. When I see like contractors all the time, like I had to, effectively like break up with our contractor he did a bunch of work in our house and i was like oh like he mounted the fucking tvs he nailed shit to the wall he did this and that i was like oh like cool but then it was like little shit that he would do that like he would just throw out a price and i was like i understand you're throwing out a price but it's like what you did for me before and what you're like trying to do now is like less of a job but it's more money and we feel like since we have that bond or that relationship where you've done work for me before that you can continue to do that shit now it's becoming robbery so the reason why i tie that into your story is because it's like oh they feel like okay we're cool like we work together enough so he won't miss it he won't care because he didn't see it before and a lot of people do that okay i'm gonna just skim 15 20 dollars off the top the next thing you know it goes from you know that to you know 50 to 100 dollars the next thing you know it ends up being hundreds of you know hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> And then the relationship is, that's crazy because the relationship and the trust is not supposed to get weaker as it gets older. It's supposed to get better. Yeah. 
a lot of people do that when they've already built other relationships with other people too. Like I've seen that too often. Like it's like, all right, like you and like you and I are cool. And you know, we're doing a show. And all of a sudden somebody comes to me is like, you know what, Greg, we should do a show kind of like that, but we'll do a different show. And it's like, okay, I'll do that. And it's like, no, but you got a good thing over here. Why are you doing it? Oh, because it's a new venture. It's like, oh, there's some type of incentive that you absolutely, what do you call it, like an offer you can't refuse. That's what I'm assuming he did with your brother. It's like, okay, like it's an offer I can't refuse, but now it's one of those things where it's just a reoccurring thing for him. And I'm not calling a guy a thief or something like that, but that's definitely some thievery shit. It's definitely disingenuous, and I don't want to call a guy a liar, but I mean, you're a thief. You're right. A thief. You stole fucking money. And yeah. I mean, I just, that's like the lowest of the low. It's when you when you know you did it, you did it intentionally. It's not like all of a sudden you just came and inherited all this money and you didn't tell your brother. It's like, oh no, you did this shit with the intent of me never knowing. That right. shit I could never get past. I would have to be in a situation where it's like, yo, I can never work with you again. Working with you means that okay, you, you plan me like a fool and you know for a fact that you're hedging your bets on you using the tenure of our relationship for why you're sticking around. No, fuck this relationship. We can't work together no more. There's nothing that you can do to come back from that. So and if I'm your brother, I'm thinking like that. Like, fuck him. What was so crazy is even after, like, the whole money shit, this nigga kept texting my brother about other shit after. Absolutely not. Like, how do you have the audacity to still hit me up? But that's, like, the temperature of what it is with people out here, which is why, like, I was telling him, I said, people don't just wake up and become assholes. People wake up and they learn that it's better to be an asshole than to be the nice guy that gets fucked in the end because they didn't catch the, the, the little slick shit. Well, everybody is, like, I don't want to say everybody, but there are a lot of people who are really good at giving you their representative, and they play it off so well that their representative actually becomes them. And then when they finally, like, I don't have, like, a awakening or something, and they realize, mm-hmm. you know what? This actually isn't me. I actually am a thief. I am somebody who lies about shit. Like, or they just might be in an instance where it might happen once, and it automatically, like, sets off that trigger, or that alarm was like, all right, we back to the old shit. Or your brother honestly could just seen him for the guy that he was, which was a, a, a decent dude, and he didn't realize, like, oh, this dude is a decent dude, and he just became a piece of shit over time because he realized, oh, well, I can use this person because they're a genuine good person. That we right just... there is what I feel like it is. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where he knew your brother's a good person. He was like, well, you know, good people get used all the time. Like, he'll get over it. It's like, no. Like, the money. It, like, everybody has the right to have a boundary. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, you could only be, like, the good guy or the good girl for so long before you just, like, no. Like, from this moment on, I'm treating everybody like this. And once yeah. somebody gets to that point it's hard for somebody good to come in their life and them just like like let down that guard yeah but how many times like have you seen a situation where like you gave somebody an opportunity they absolutely squandered it and then you try to give them another chance hoping that like you know what like they'll figure it out and they continue to do the shit like and then you're just like you know what i'm absolutely done me which why excuse me for an emphasis which is why i can't i've got yeah. Oh, I, I give people 
three tries. Like everybody else, I get three tries. But the thing is, the third try is the exit. It's not the, oh, you get to like fool me once, fool me twice, and then the third time I figured it out. Like, no, the third time is me letting you know. And before, like, I used to keep friends, like, all the time. Like, I had a thousand fucking friends. I would not be in the house tonight recording with you right now, Shane, if I had all the friends I had roughly eight, nine years ago. And the reason why is I started realizing, like, oh, like, this isn't a friendship. This is a, like, all right, what can Greg do for us? Or Greg going to show up because we're doing this and you're doing that. Right. Like, you know, I can't be that person anymore. And the moment when you actually, like, tell people, like, a vulnerability, and you're like, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore, then they don't want to. Like, the first, which is so funny, the first time I told one of the people I thought was my friends, like, yo, like, I don't have the money to do that right now. I stopped, I stopped getting invited to shit. And it's like, <laughs> that's fine. But it's like, oh, like, it's not that I didn't have the money. I just didn't have the money to do dumb shit. I didn't want to go into, basically, they wanted to go to a kickback at a girl's house. And he wanted to go buy some bottles and take it to, the, to her house. And then I was like, no. Like, absolutely not. I, I can't do this shit. And I, I won't make the story too long. But basically... I told him, I can't do it. So he, he talks me into going. So we go and we do the shit. I told him straight out, I was like, yo, I'm not going and buying any alcohol to take to somebody's house after I left my fucking house so you can go and impress some chick at her house. Like, she ain't got alcohol at her fucking house. So we go to the girl house or whatever. And you know what? She has other niggas there. He's thinking he's going to be the only one. Like, she's going to be talking to him, right? The right audio apps for you. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right, that was my Apple Watch. But basically, <laughs> um, so... Basically, he goes to the girl's house, whatever, right? Well, we go to the girl's house. We get to this kickback, and there's just niggas on lawn chairs, just in the living room, like more niggas than women, all her her guy friends and shit like that, right? What? So he's irritated. Yeah. Have friends. So he's he trying to talk. Of course. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to talk to her and have a moment, and she's like, oh, not right now, blah, blah, blah. Because mind you, she, she in the DM, she talking to him in the text and stuff like that, like they a thing and shit not realizing she do this shit. Like, she was doing it because she realized she was having something come up for her birthday. And she wanted all, like, everybody in her world to come to her house and hang out at this kickback, right? So this man buys a baseball bat, a green goose, and go, I was like, what the fuck? Because you know how some niggas are. They think, like, if I show up with a whole bunch of shit, birthday gifts and alcohol and shit, like, she gonna see me before she see anybody else. And she saw that fucking alcohol, you know what she did? Put it on the table with the rest of the alcohol. You saw that gift? Thank you. Gave him a hug. Put that gift in the bedroom. I was like, okay, so she she don't really give a fuck about you. Like, we just here, right? So I'm kicking it, you know, just watching him, and he he in the corner frustrated because he's like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to get some time with her. But I was like, nigga, it's her birthday. She, no, I told you. I was like, yo, we, we wasting our time here, right? So he was like, you know what, man? He's like, you know, I'm, you know, let's just go somewhere else. I'll get up with her later on at night. I was like, you're not going to get up with her later on at night. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, she's not answering the phone for the rest of the night. Once you leave and she gives you that bye hug, like, hey, thank you for coming, blah, blah, blah. That's it. He was like, what are we going to do? We're going to go to the club? I said, we can go to the club. But I'm taking that alcohol. And he was like, what do you mean? I, Shan, I was that nigga. I ain't going to lie to you. Now, <laughs> somebody would be very fucking offended if this happens to them. But Greg is that person. I went, Shan, I lied to you not. I took that fucking baseball bat of Grey Goose. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for inviting us. Took that motherfucking bottle of Grey Goose, walked it straight to the car. He said, he was like, Greg, I was like, bro, I told you, I'm not spending money, and you just spent fucking $114 for a bottle that you did not open to take to a chick's house for no reason. 
You ain't get no cheeks, ain't get nothing. And you still want to go out. After I told you, this is a dumbass idea. So he was like, oh, Greg, man, we can't hang no more. I was like, you know what? We ain't got to hang. I ain't want to be in this motherfucker in the first place. You took me to some chick house that I'm getting more vibes from her than you are. So there's that. Um, but again, okay. going back to Shan's original story, um, I, I know that was a complete tangent, but I just had to say it. But with that guy, like, I'm just really kind of confused at the idea of stealing from somebody or doing something to somebody who, for however long it's been, treated you well, did right for you, and then... And you wouldn't have had the money if he didn't give you the cars. Yeah, but the thing, like, when he got caught, I think this is the question I'm really trying to get to. When he got caught, did he apologize? No. He just basically... He sent the text. My brother showed me the text. He was like, "Man, Richie, I thought, I thought we was supposed. I thought the agreement was we were supposed to split the money. Even if that was the agreement, nigga, fifteen hundred ain't it? I don't. I don't. My, my I don't, thing is this: fifteen hundred. <laughs> no. no, but here's the thing: don't don't split the money with me after the fact. Tell me right. what the fucking price was beforehand. Don't tell me, right. hey, you know." It was fifteen hundred, and then we find out you end up getting four or five thousand dollars. That math don't even add up. Like right. that shit, nothing about it adds up at all. Which means you were skimming off the top. Right. People like that, you can't work with, you can't be around because if they're gonna lie about some shit like money, they would lie about anything. Right. Money is the one thing that everybody like universally should it be like. You know what? Everybody wants it. Which brings me to the point: people act like everybody is a game. Some people are not gained. Some people are a loss that you have to let go. And that's what he was. And that's what I explained to him yesterday. I'm just like, that was a loss that you needed to lose then before it cost you more later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that would have been a fucking problem. Some people, it's like, like you said, like they're just going to end up costing you money. And we would honestly, Shane, we would never know how much money he actually cost your brother. But I'm glad right. he knows now. It's like, oh, because you, you never know. Like, that that might have been a small amount. He might have been costing him fucking four or $5,000 at a clip just because. because the, and reality, you never know. The, the reality is tow trucks. When you get your tow truck, your whole idea is to get cars with, that you have to look for. Imagine somebody being able to tell you, hey, come think mm-hmm. of these. It's such and such a piece. Your job is easy. Yep. But now, like, dude, he's fucked himself because just like Yelp and stuff like that, like, your peers review you as well. So imagine his name in the streets is dirt because it's like, oh, like, you can't trust him. Like, he's going to skim money off the top. He ain't going to tell you exactly the amount that he made. Like, he's done. Like, all it takes for, because I feel like your brother would have a better relationship with the people. Like, if he hired this guy, which means that he knows the clientele that he has, but he also knows like he can go and get somebody else like him. But why be disingenuous and lie? And not only lie about it, but know that like your stock is going to fall. Because all your brother has to do is like, hey, yo, don't work with him because he's a snake. I went but what's and gave so crazy him is, a task. What's so crazy is my brother's not that person. Like it's like, let's say if I was like, hey, Richie, I need somebody to tow the um 
the truck I'm on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. My brother would like hit him up and be like, hey, can you go pick up my sister's car? He ain't gonna do that no more. Can you go pick up this customer's car? They're gonna pay you this. He ain't gonna do that no more. So it's kind of like when people shit on themselves like that, cool. In the meantime, don't forget to check out She Gets a Podcast on your favorite podcast app and Young Black and Bothered Podcast with Greg and his folks on your favorite podcast app. Now back to the show. I think a lot of people have to learn to not give their opinion to people unless they say, hey, what's your opinion on this? And you need to be asked because a lot of people just want to talk and they just want somebody to listen, okay? Addressing questions with people without accusing them first will also leave a space for transparency because if somebody feel like you're accusing them of something, they do not want to tell you anything. And if somebody is transparent with you and you share it with someone else that they did not want you to share it with, they're not going to tell you anything. Most people are scared to be open because they want to hide a truth that they don't want to be ashamed of. Okay? So people think like the longest friendships that they have is because, you know, you're really close and you have a bond and all this. Sometimes the longest friendship that you have, you only have it because that person knows if y'all are not friends, you might reveal their dirt or their secrets and they don't want that to happen. So they play nice. To me, (laughs) I don't want to have anything phony around me. And I don't want anyone feeling like, oh, if we're not friends anymore, I'm going to lay out all your secrets. If we're not friends anymore or we're not together, I'm going to tell everybody your business. I'm not because I don't care. You're a non-factor if you're not in my life anymore in that way. And that's how people should look at it, but everybody doesn't, which is why people feel comfortable in not telling the truth and not communicating the truth. And usually people who cannot be transparent... Their communication sucks, okay? They feel like telling what happened is what they want to tell you, not the full truth. And they have asked help because they don't want to be the one who was taken for granted, but they would be comfortable taking you for granted. They'd be comfortable giving you less so they don't have to feel bad about what they gave. My thing is, if you have to think about it like that in order to do something for me, don't do it. It's just not worth it. Be transparent. Be transparent with these jobs. Be transparent with your family. Be transparent with the people you're in relationships with. Because if you're being your truest self, your authentic self, and they don't like it, then you wasn't supposed to be with them anyway. If you got to put on a voice or put on an act in order for somebody to stick around, that wasn't for you anyway. Like, you have to be intentional about being transparent so people could be like, okay, this is who you are. I know who I'm dealing with. 
Like, the only people that's not transparent are lawyers, cheaters, um, scammers. <laughs> um, I don't know anybody that's, quote-unquote, a good person or has good character that's not transparent. Like, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know of any, okay? So just be assertive. Respect other people. And you don't have to be nasty about being truthful, being honest, being transparent. You don't have to tell the world your everything in order to have that friendship or that relationship. But when it comes to them making a choice on if they want to deal with you in a certain way and you're holding back 100% of what they need to know, you're now being manipulative. You're now hiding something. You're now not being honest. I know somebody one time where we shared a lot between each other and they felt like because I didn't tell them one thing that was happening in my life that had nothing to do with them that I wasn't being honest or it was a problem. And my thing is like, we could be friends but I don't have to tell you 110% of my life. We could be in business. And I don't have to tell you 110% of my life. Unless something in my life will affect that business. You understand? My throat is um, itchy. So I use my tongue to scratch it. Mind your business. <clears throat> Can't tell you all the tricks of the trade, okay? Try... To trust people because you are trusting. Most people who have trust issues have trust issues because they're scared to open up or they're guarded. And if you're guarded, you need to work on not being guarded. I also was in a relationship with someone who wasn't horrible, who I did want to build with, but they were guarded. And I feel like they were guarded off of being used or lied to in the past about whoever they were with. And so when it came to me, they wanted to know everything that was going on with me. They wanted to be available for me. But if you're going to do that, I want to reciprocate. So when I would want to do something for him or get to know what's going on with him, it was very like, I'm cool. Don't worry about it. No, I got it. Nothing. And you know, like, you can feel energy from people if something's bothering them. You can feel energy from people if something's, like, on their mind or if uh, they're physically here or their facial expression tells you that they're somewhere else. If you guard it, and you want to be in a relationship and you're not letting the person know like what's going on with you. That relationship is going to be limited. Like I felt like I was in a relationship with someone who are, was only concerned about me and wanted me to only be concerned about me. Then why am I with you? You don't want a relationship. You just want to be... Mr. Fix-It. And I, my thing is, like, a lot of men shoot themselves in the foot, too, 
when they spend a lot of time with women who just take and take and take from them, and that's why those women are in the relationship, they get into a relationship with the woman that doesn't want to take and take and take from them, and they don't know what to do in that relationship. And I feel like that was his issue. Now, we definitely broke up because one thing about me, if you don't want to deal with something that needs to be dealt with, I'm not going to force you, but I'm not going to stay. If you don't want to seek help and you need help, I'm not going to force you to get help because you are your own person, but I don't have to stay. And so that was that own, that thing in that issue in that relationship. And I had to be out of there because, no, I don't do lopsided. I don't do lopsided friendships. I don't do lopsided business. I don't do lopsided relationships. No. No, no. So make sure your actions match your words. A lot of people's actions and what they do don't match their words. It's the opposite of what they're saying. So be clear about what you want. Be clear about what you do. Because if you don't do anything to apologize, to have to give an apology, we good money. But if you're telling me one thing and you're doing things you have to apologize for later... Don't apologize to me. Just don't do that. But if you really want to do what you do, cool. Let me not be here. People be wanting to do what they want to do. Disrespect people. Lie to people. And expect them to stay because we had good times. No. No. So learn how to be authentic. Invest in yourself. And focus on being better for yourself before you focus on being better for somebody else. Don't try to be anybody's fix it. Don't be trying to be anybody's mom. Don't be trying to be anybody's dad or go to or I'm going to just tell this person because I want this. I'm going to just tell this person because I need this. And then turn around and complain about what's on your plate. I got to do this and this and this. People call me for this and this and this. Well, stop offering. If you can't afford the time that it takes to do for everybody, stop trying to be there for everybody. Be transparent about what you got on your plate. Be real about what you can handle. Set a boundary. Boundaries aren't bad. They're real. Yes, I have two hands. If I really wanted to, maybe I can carry ten bottles of water in my hand do I want to no so maybe I might take five take it in the house and come back out to the truck for the next like boundaries like I'm gonna do what I know I can do but I'm not gonna strain myself to do the most there's nothing wrong with being transparent If I know I don't want to do something, I'm not going to tell you, yes, I want to do it. If I know I don't want to do it. Saying no is not a cuss word. Live your life.